Nice and uh, conditioned. Yeah, most of them been on Zoom though. So this is I'm I'm I like the the face to face better. Oh, it's totally, de- it's de- definitely better. Definitely which, better. Which is why, like you know, everybody started a podcast when uh, COVID hit and everybody's at home. Oh yeah, mine <laughs> went yeah. to the back seat. Yeah, I took the back seat <laughs> to uh, the kids being home from school, and uh, so Gabby, my ex at the time, mm-hmm. or my wife at the time, was working from home. So. She continued working. Me, I handled the schooling and stuff. And oh, yeah. um, people just didn't want to meet face to face, you know, rightfully. Oh, yeah. You know, hey. justified in that oh, moment. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, it's funny now because everybody <clears throat> everybody wants to meet face to face. But now it's funny. COVID goes away, but now the flu's back. It's strange how that works, right? Yeah, right. I don't, I don't understand. Nobody yeah. talks about it. Yep, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, thanks for joining me, uh, Rob. Yeah. Uh, AKA Stark. Yes, hundred percent. I appreciate you. Appreciate you asking, man. It's good. Yeah, so. no, I appreciate you. Um, I know you have a wealth of knowledge, man. Um, you're. <laughs> I think you're. Um, I think your 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 thinking is pretty advanced. I would say, in my opinion, and um, I, it's a pleasure to have you sitting down here. And I just kind of want to pick at your brain. Pick away. Um, Not much you're going to find. But. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> um, uh, Rob, so tell the folks. You Actually, you've been on before because yep. we were, we were um, talking about the F3, uh, our workout group. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which you, yep. which you uh, helped to plant here in Arizona because you brought it from out east. Um, so I guess, guys, welcome to this Juan time. Yep. And today I'm joined by Rob Verzera. Yep. Uh, A.K.A. Stark. And uh, I guess we met through F3. So um, can we let the people know a little bit more about F3 and, sure. and, and how you found it and then you brought it here? Okay. So back in, oh, I got to remember back now. Hang on. 2016, mm-hmm. um, I was through a whole bunch of steps before, prior to that. I got introduced to doing stupid stuff like like Ironman and half oh, Ironmans and right. triathlons and all that stuff. So about that was about four or five years i did a bunch of those um and i was training for a full iron man i did that was my second one i was doing it was um one up in lake placid it's like at the time it was one of the hardest ones on the whole circuit so did that iron man training it's basically a six to eight month game plan right and it's every single day maybe you have a day off here and there but for the most part you're working out every single day it leads up to that to that race once you're done with the race it's over. Right. And it's like, it's, it's a distinct done point. And it, it, the hard thing about it is that you're, you're in this mental state for so long of just preparing, 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 you do this race. And then what do you do? Right. And it, it was the weirdest thing because every single day I'm getting up early and, yeah. and working out. You have a Friday. mission. Right. Exactly. You have that. Exactly. You have that mission to do, you get done with it. And I was like, what the hell do I do now? Yeah. Right? And you fall into this weird depression and, and it's a real thing. It's, it's yeah. the post Iron Man depression. Uh-huh. Right. So that went on for probably four or five months. And it was just like, I, I just was unmotivated to do stuff. I just, because it's very goal oriented. Yeah. And I think, I think it's where you're going to lead to yeah. with, with the workout um, that, you know, when people have it in their mind, like I have to reach this goal, 
Yep. Then when you get the goal, it's like, well, what next? What am I doing now? And yeah. then you fall in that funk versus if you create the lifestyle yeah. and make it a regular thing, like, well, I'm doing this for my longevity. Exactly. Yeah. Cause it's definitely different. Like you said, when you have that goal, right, you reach it and it's like, now what? And it was interesting. Cause if, if you look back to where this whole thing started, right, it started off with a bet. Me and my buddy did a bet of, Hey, we're going to run this triathlon at the time. It was just a little sprint. It was a, I remember it was like, 400 yards in the pool or 500 yards in the pool. It was like a, uh, I think it was a 10 mile bike and then like a two and a half mile run, right? Something stupid. Gotcha. So we bet a hundred bucks about a month before he ends up moving. Oh, so I'm like, so I'm like, that's good. So I don't have to do this. Right. And my wife is like, no, hell no, you did this. You're going to do it. And then uh-huh. you're going to a hundred bucks. So after that, I met, I met some people and they had this crazy mindset that we're going to do more and more and more. Right. So it starts off with that little sprint. Then it goes to a regular triathlon. Then it goes to an Olympic triathlon and then it goes to, um, a half Ironman. And then it goes, so you, you progress and you get, but you just go further and further and further till you get to that point. And then, like you said, you, you do it. And then it was like, okay, what are we going to do? Let's do another one. Let's do a harder one. So we found the hardest one and we did that human nature. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get there. It's like, okay, now what? And I mean, at this point, like, I'm, I'm not that I'm tired. I'm just, it was just, I needed to, I can't even explain it. I just needed something different. Right. But anyway, you get done with that and then you just go into this funk and then I can't remember how he even got introduced to F3, but it was basically, oh, I remember I was actually, I was at a party and, um, somebody was talking about it. And I remember I, I contacted the guy after the party and he just ghosted me, like never got back to me. Really? So I did it again. And then finally I knew his wife. So I reached out to his wife. I'm like, when does your husband do this stuff? And she told me, so I just showed up one day, no idea what I was expecting. It's five o'clock in the morning. Cause that's when we used to meet in North Carolina. And I show up and there's like four or five other guys there and we start mm-hmm. working out. And it was like, okay, good. I need this. I needed people to push me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then that just started like from that day, I remember I just committed to myself and it was, it was funny because it was about two weeks before the end of the year. Right. And everybody was always has that mindset. Oh, January 1st, I'm going to restart everything. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I remember having that same thing as, all right, January 1st, I'm going to start this thing. And I remember just sitting there like in the morning one day being like, why are you waiting? Why, why am I going to wait till yeah. January 1st? Right. You, I you already had the yeah, thought. Exactly. I'm like, this is dumb. What? I'm just going to prolong this. So I just got up the next morning and I went. And then from that point, I ended up going 120 days right in a row. Dang. And the only reason why I didn't, I didn't keep going is because we went on a cruise. Yeah. But I remember we went, we went on vacation and I found an AO wherever, wherever we were on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even one time I remember I had to drive 45 minutes to get to one because mm-hmm. I was not, I was not going to stop. Gosh. So, and even on the boat is like, it, it really, it sucked there because of the fact that there was no official thing. I still worked out on a boat, but it just, it didn't count to you me. You should have planted it on the, yeah, on on the, the boat, cruise ship. Yeah. You should have gone around <laughs> to a bunch of dudes be like, yo, you want to work I out mean, with me? I need somebody to work out with me. So. <laughs> you imagine being approached on the cruise, oh, yeah. but you'd have to write, find the right individual, oh, yeah. you know, cause they're like, well, you're approaching me to work out right now, bro. Yeah. I'm on vacation. Exactly. Right? <laughs> but it was funny because I, I did that. And then after that, like, I don't know, I just kept going and it just, it was one of those things that just. That was just part of my daily routine now. And where I lived there, within five minutes of where I lived, there was an AO every single day. Mm-hmm. Right? So I can go Monday mm-hmm. to Friday if I wanted to. So then I just got into a regular rhythm and it was just four days a week I was going and it was good. I moved here and then all of a sudden it was gone. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like I needed something else more. And um, I just remember I, I started asking people in my neighborhood Nobody was really that receptive to it, which really was, was unfortunate because it was, there was a bunch of guys there. They just weren't, they weren't my people. Right? Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was hard to get that going. So I was like, all right, how else can I find people? So I started putting posts out in, um, 
in some Facebook groups and a meetup group. And then one morning I get a, or one afternoon I get a response from some guy named Ed. Yeah. He's like, yeah, man, I'll show up. So he ended up showing up one day and it was just me and him. And then a couple more people showed up and then a couple more people. And it just kind of grew from there. Still wasn't official. And then I was talking to people back in North Carolina that knew people that were like in charge of the whole thing. And then they, they were like, all right, we want to launch one out out in um arizona and they happen to have somebody else was here but in phoenix mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. happen to work i work for myself so my my um co-workers are me and myself and i and it's tough <laughs> uh, to it's tough yeah. to really kind of you hate something. half of them right yeah exactly <laughs> some of them they're kind of weird 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 people to hang out with yeah. um but they end up starting this thing in phoenix the official kickoff was in phoenix but we already had a little group growing here yeah and then from there it just kind of it just kind of grew and we're five years into it now i think here and mm-hmm. it's grown humongously here which is which has been great so and that has been that has been a great thing at least at least for me and i i go through these funks where i just kind of just fade away for a little while and yeah then, then people give me shit and then i get back into it well so, plus you, you and good. you and the missus are doing the rv life yeah. right now and traveling yep. so yeah you're 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 missing a lot of the stuff here yeah. but again the beauty of the f3 group is the different aos area of operations there's some pretty much in any major metropolis oh yeah yeah so, especially you, now you can find them i mean there, it's it's going almost worldwide now because i know it's in several countries now yeah which is really cool i've seen that so that's awesome. So, yeah. so at this point, what is what what keeps drawing you back to the group? Oh, so F three stands for if if you don't know, it stands for um, faith, fellowship, and fitness. So fitness, fellowship, and faith. Right. That fellowship yeah. part is is huge, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that that I needed when I got here because I moved. I left my people there in back in North Carolina, and then here it's like. I knew nobody. So yeah. I, it allowed me to, to find my people and, and get people. And, and now I have my family and my crew and, and my people, right? And it's allowed me to do that. Now, one of the, you, you touched on it before, one of the interesting things is that I live a very different lifestyle than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. About five years ago, <clears throat> my, my wife and I decided that we wanted to travel a lot more. We couldn't do it because our kids still lived at home. Yeah. Um, so once we decided, once when the youngest was going to move out, we were going to figure out how to travel. The leeches. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they suck the life force out of you. But, um, but yeah, so we ended up, we, we, my daughter was one of the first people that really kind of planted this seed. Ooh. She loves to travel. She's always loved to travel. She's been to 20 something countries already. Wow. She's, she loved to travel. So she wanted, she approached me with this 10 years ago. She's like, dad, let's buy a bus. Or let's buy a van, and we're going to outfit the van. And at the time that my house I lived in before, I had a whole shop. I had the means to do it at the time. Ooh. And we were just like, no, nah, that's stupid. Why, why the hell would you want to do that? Mm-hmm. So fast forward five years. She's like, Dad, I just bought a bus. I'm like, okay. She's like, I want to need your help to outfit it so, we, so I can live in it so we can travel. I'm oh, like, wow. Okay, cool. So we did that in my driveway of the rental house I was in using like a chop saw and we ended up buying some little piece of crap table saw. It was hilarious. Yeah. But anyway, we did that whole thing and then that kind of planted a seed. I'm like, that's actually cool. I kind of want to do this. And then my wife was like, we should just do this. So we got them. The kids finally moved out. Um, my, my middle daughter went to school. My youngest daughter, she didn't want to go to school yet, but she didn't want to live at home anymore. Mm-hmm. So we started a kind of a, a business together, but anyway, so she moved out and my wife and I were like, okay, let's go figure this out. So we bought, we basically sold all of our shit. We bought a motorhome, a 22 foot motorhome. Mm-hmm. And, um, September of 21, we hit the road Yeah, and we've been traveling. We've traveled to 
oh man, the only two states I'm missing are North Dakota, actually three states, North Dakota, Hawaii, and Maine. And it's tough to get the Hawaiian RV. Of so, course. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's one. But wait, you guys made it up to Alaska? Yeah, we were in Alaska last year, or two years ago, or not two years ago, a couple years ago, we've been to Alaska. So, mm. but in the RV, in the RV, we've traveled gotcha. basically most of the most of the Pacific Northwest, um, a lot of the southwest of the United States, and then a good part of the East Coast. Dude. So, so what's your uh, least favorite state, and why is it Oregon? No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, my daughter actually lives in Oregon. Oregon's awesome. Oregon's no, I know it's great. So, so we um, it, we we're in this we were in the twenty two foot for a year, right? And then we were in Colorado for about a month and a half. And we were just sitting around one night around the campfire, having a couple of drinks. And we're like, I think I want to keep doing this. And she was like, so do I. So we initially we were looking at houses here in, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And the, the prices were just stupid. Like, yeah, just it's crazy dumb. right now. So like, screw us, let's keep doing this for a year. And then my, she's like, I don't know if I could do it in this small 22-foot RV. Mm-hmm. And understand that. A 22-foot RV is 22 from, or 22-foot motorhome is from the front to the back, all right? Yeah. So you have a cab and an engine in there that takes up a bunch exactly. of room. We didn't have any slide-outs. We had a bed that folded up to a Murphy bed. So you have two people in a very confined, confined space. Like, I don't know how we didn't kill each other, but that, it, that, was, that was just a lot of... It took the marriage oh, to yeah. a new level. It did. It, it, was, it was really good, though, because we, when your kids move out, like, you have to reconnect. You do. And it's just, it was like, it was really, really good to spend that much time together because we just did shit that we wanted to do. Mm-hmm, I mean, we mm-hmm. both work, we both work remotely. We can do work from wherever we want, yeah. right? So, so it was nice to be able to kind of just reestablish that, that relationship again. And yeah. it was really, it was, it was really cool. But after a year being in that close quarters, it was like, we just needed more room. So we started looking around and um, <laughs> we were like, okay, we were looking at a couple different things. One was a travel trailer, which is basically something you pull behind your truck, or there's a fifth wheel that basically gets attached inside the bed of the truck. Oh, gotcha. So, or we were going to get what's called a super C, which is like basically what we had, but like three times as big. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But three times as big means it was like 250 grand. I'm like, Jeez, and, and, and how much does it cost to fill up a tank like that? <laughs> <laughs> My truck right now, it's diesel, yeah. and it's 50-gallon tank. Oh, and my God. And it's funny we've we've ranged it from three fifty a gallon when we first started this thing to yeah. five and changing. Oh my god! So I mean, yeah, meth that out. It 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 hurts. It yeah, hurts. yeah, yeah. So, but the good thing is, is one of the things that we try to do now is we try to stay in a place for at least two weeks. Mm, so I mean, gotcha. here we happen to be here for a couple months just because it's warm and we don't like cold. Yeah. So, um, but it's not. It's it's. It is what it is. I yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a cost anyways that would be going elsewhere into a house. Right, exactly. You, know? you, you, exactly. Ha- you view it as like, oh, this is my electricity bill yeah. or whatever it is, yep. right? Yeah. So what, what we end up doing is we end up, we end up trading the motorhome for the fifth wheel. It was a flat-out trade. We bought the motorhome. So we had that. The only thing I had to do now was buy a truck. So we had a Jeep at the Did time. you have to deep clean the, uh, no. the first one? No. The funny thing, the guy that bought it bought it sight unseen. He was, he was like literally, he, he was a dealer that we had to find. And I'm, this, is, this is a way roundabout way to get to the place of the state that I hate the most. Oh. But not that I hate the most, that I would never go back to. Oh, damn. So, Stay tuned. Um, so we end up going. We, we call around a bunch of dealers. We had a deal here with the dealership that they were going to just do a straight up swap. The motorhome for the fifth wheel, which is fine, but you need to pull something. So you still need a truck, right? So we finally, we get, we, we bring the thing in to do the trade. And the guy's like, well, we're going to do this, this, this. And after all is said and done, it wasn't a swap anymore. He wanted us to give him like 20 grand. I'm like, no, that's not yeah. going to work. So we, 
that fell through, called a bunch of other dealers, found a dealership in Kansas, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm. talked to the guy and the guy's like, yeah, send me pictures and stuff. So sent him all the pictures. He's like, all right. And we knew, we knew the fifth wheel that we wanted. He was one of the only people that had it. Yeah. And he was like, all right, I'll do, I'll do that deal. We'll just do a straight up swap. Just come here with the title. I'll give you the title of the fifth wheel and we're good to go. So we get there and um, he ended up having something going on that day. So he's like, yeah, just leave it in the lot leave the title there. And then I, I came in a day before signed all the paperwork and stuff because I, the Jeep or, um, Trish was actually on her way. I had to go fly to Texas to get the truck, which yeah, yeah. is a whole nother story. So anyway, so I drive, we drive there, get all the paperwork done, <clears throat> literally pull in on like Friday night at five o'clock. He's like, he's like the fifth wheel is right there. Just go pick it up. I'm like, all right. He's like, leave the title on the other thing, signed all the paperwork. The guy never saw it. I'm like, okay, good. And we hooked up the thing and just, just left with the fifth wheel. Yeah. And it was just, it was really bizarre. So we ended up going to this campground about 10 he miles away. He was definitely away. using it for crime, dude. Uh, <laughs> no idea. No idea. It was, a, it was an actual dealership, but I, I don't know. It was, it was, it was a little sketchy. Yeah, I don't want, right. But hey. it, was, it, it was good. The, dealer, the dealership was, it was great. I would definitely do business with them again. They've uh-huh. been awesome on follow-up and everything like that. Nice. But we ended up going to this little campground about, I don't know, it was probably two, three miles away on this lake. Okay. Right. In the middle of Kansas. Yeah. Kansas. Mm-hmm. The amount of bugs, the amount of mosquitoes, the amount of fly like there was so it was the worst experience ever really? at a campground. And finally we were just like, all right, we need to go. Well, so stop we go from being so delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Hey, it's the Italian skin. <laughs> so we end up we end up going out. We end up heading north to like Nebraska or somewhere, which was another one was just like there's two states. There's no and if anybody's listening is from Kansas or Nebraska, I apologize. There's no reason to go back to the States. Really. There you it's go. just there's nothing there. Yeah. Um, but then from there, we just, we traveled, we went up north to Montana and spent some time there and then Colorado. Wow, and it's just guy. been, it's, it's good. It's a very, it's a different lifestyle that, that we live. We don't have a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. which our house in North Carolina, we lived in about a 5,000 square foot house. Jesus. I had a deta- detached garage. I had a theater poker room. Like we had, we lived on an acre of land. We had a lot of stuff. Yeah. Right. So you go from that to something that's, literally the size of this table that was a living space right yeah, so yeah, think yeah. about how much shit you have to get rid of oh, so that was that was a huge adjustment just getting rid of the stuff mm-hmm. but now it's like i don't want stuff anymore mm-hmm, like we mm-hmm. get stuff she'll bring something into the i'm like what are we getting rid of yeah exactly it's like it's it's first in or, or first in last out something's got to go yeah yeah so that's one of the things that that we've been very cognizant of so we do have a storage unit that has clothes and some stuff that we don't want to get rid of because mm-hmm. we're going to get a house probably next year maybe okay. all depends yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah so that's that's kind of what that's kind of what we're doing now um but it's been it, it's been fun and interesting, and it's it's uh, we've met some awesome people. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that some places we do go, there are AOs. So I'll still get up in the morning. We were in in Colorado for a bit. There was a two AOs out there. I was able to visit. So nice. it's been it's been good. Nothing in Nebraska. <laughs> just kind of weird, right? Uh, yeah. Same thing, Montana. Weird. It's like I think there's one thing in Montana, but there's like nine people in the whole state. Yeah. So it's well, they're busy yeah. just surviving yeah. up there, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially yeah. right now, it's like forty below. The and, elements. Yeah. Um, did you guys pick up any hitchhikers? No. Um, did you get stuck anywhere? Yes, we did. We ended up, we, uh, first I'm trying to think, I think it was the first time out with the fifth wheel. Actually, we, we got it. Or no, second time out. We were in, oh, I don't remember where we were, where we even were. I honestly was that in a Popeye's drive through. Were you one of those dudes? No, God, oh, stuck like that. Oh no, hell no, no, no. We were, we were driving. And, um, like one of my biggest fears is 
because we're so the place we go are so remote, right? Mm -hmm. Is getting just stuck, like blowing out a tire and something bad happened. Yeah. So we're driving, and all of a sudden we hear this noise, and all of a sudden you hear this explosion. Oh no! It's like oh shit, what the hell happened? So we pull we pull over, and <clears throat> a forty foot fifth wheel is big. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I also have it's a I'm driving a F three fifty. So that's in front, and then you have forty yeah. feet. Yeah. Then you got yeah. forty feet behind. So it's it's big, right? Yeah. yeah. So that happens. We pull over on a major highway, and thank God it wasn't it wasn't that crowded. But one of the things that that and this is my bad is, and I I taught my kids how to change a tire, right? They know how to do that stuff. It's a tire, right? How hard is it to change a tire on a fifth wheel? Okay, so we blow we blow a tire on a fifth wheel. It takes out a whole bunch of the the stuff on the undercarriage, and it's like, oh shit. Okay, what do we do? I'm like, all right, where's the jack? Yeah, there's no jack in a fifth wheel. Oh, no. So that was new. And I'm like, okay, so we'll just use the jack for the truck. Mm -hmm. Where's the jack for the truck? I'm like, huh. So I, because like my other truck, it was underneath the seat and it's, it's right there. No, yeah, it's not yeah. there. So I'm like, oh, shit. So Damn. Now I start Small going through the, Yeah. So I'm starting going through the owner's manual. Where is the jack in this truck? So it's like behind the seat, right? So I pull the thing down and it's not a regular jack. It's a little bottle jack. Okay. Because of the way that the, the truck is, there's a spot underneath there you can put up. But the throw on it is maybe like, eight inches yeah so the, the that's enough for most people yeah yeah but, but hey you know <laughs> so so i go to get i go to to put the thing under the under the fifth wheel go to jack it up and it's like like say that's the axle it goes right to there so Damn. i'm like okay so what are we gonna do now so now i'm trying to find stuff i'm trying to find a board two and by I, fours yeah, yeah, yeah so i have i happen to have a couple um uh just jack stand they're basically stands for the back part of the fifth wheel so i had a couple of those so i make this makeshift this thing and get the gets thing up thank god i yeah, had yeah. my um i had my um uh power my power hammer in there yeah. so i was able to just like <laughs> pop all the wheels off wasn't that wasn't that big of a deal to get them off but then it's like trying to get this thing back on and it's like you're on the side of the road there's cars flying by it's yeah, like scary as shit i don't have like these are the things that you just don't think about like i don't have the yeah. flares i don't have just stuff to, to like cones or anything. So it's like, please I'm, tell me you yeah. still don't. Uh, no, I do not. Okay, oh yeah. Right. After that, on the drive, like we got back in the truck and I ordered all this shit. I'm like, this was dumb. Yeah. So we ended up, we ended up getting that finally took, we, we got it changed and then everything. And then we, we got back on the road, but that was the only, that was the, the worst thing, but it was one of those things. Cause it's always been just a big fear of mine for that to happen yeah. and then for it to happen. And just like, Okay, you know what? It wasn't that big of a deal. You confronted it. Yeah. You yeah. nailed it. Yeah. For it, what you had to work with. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good so. feeling. That's the that's the thing about challenges oh, is yeah. that is you do fear them, but once you cross that bridge, you're 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 different for it. Oh yeah. Right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. So now you, you feel a little bit more confident, right? Oh yeah. Now yeah. it's 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 no big deal. And the thing about living in <laughs> the thing about living in an R V, like shit always breaks. There's always something to fix. Yeah, so right? I mean, thank God I'm handy enough where I can usually fix pretty much everything. Like the first I can't remember, probably the first two months in, like we had a leak in the toilet bowl. So we had to replace the whole toilet bowl. But yeah, it's yeah. like it's one of those things that you just learn how to do it. If not, you YouTube it and you figure it out. Yeah. So it's it's you you get that confidence really quick because it's either that or you're gonna spend a boatload to get somebody to come out and fix it, or you gotta put it somewhere, you gotta bring it to a dealership, and that's gonna be there for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. have an option to leave it there for three right. weeks, so I have to fix it. Yeah. So and that's kinda that's kinda the way that that we roll now. So it's just nice. like I've got enough tools where I can do what I need to do. And if not, I can usually find somebody, beg, borrow, or steal tools from somebody. And <laughs> the good thing is the community, if there's somebody like on the side of the road and another one, another RV or whatever passes by, they're usually going to stop and help. Yeah, because they know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they know. And that's like that, the small, small town mentality too. Because I remember 
um, my parents would never take the Interstate 8 into Yuma. Mm-hmm. Um, they would always take the old U.S. highway. And their mentality was is if you break down, people will stop on the highway because it's a small town. Yeah. In the freeway, they're usually like out-of-towners or they're just going to be like, well, they're called AAA oh, and yeah. this and that. Yep. So they would always take – it would take an extra 20 minutes to get into town, but – Oh, hey, yeah. they would rather have that sense of security that if we do pull over, somebody's going to recognize us, somebody's going to know us, or they'll give us a hand. 100%. And in the small town, you you get that more often. Whereas here in the big city, you just see people pass by. Oh, you have AAA, yeah. or you have this, or you have that, or somebody else will yeah. do it. There's yeah. so many people here. Somebody will somebody step else, up. Yeah. But I'm busy right now. I got to yep. get to work. I oh, got to yeah. do this. I got to do X, Y, and Z. Yep. So that yeah that you would yeah. and so going forward if you see somebody oh yeah you know, i'm sure yeah you guys stop. You have to stop awesome. yep and it's just it's just one of those things you gotta i live by the don't be a dick principle mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm gonna help people i always <laughs> do and it's it's a fault sometimes but it is what it is but yeah it's good it's good no i've definitely uh seen you your call to action when uh, that's what's great about our, our group mm-hmm. is like you know, we got a text thread, which is always blowing up with like 200 messages a day. But if somebody asks for, you know, a favor or do you know somebody like, yeah, if we, if we got somebody or if I'm the person, like um, I'll make myself available. Oh, hundred percent. Well, even like next Thursday, um, Spaceballs is moving. He's like, Thursday after workout, can you guys give me a hand? There's going to be probably 10 guys there helping him load up a truck. Yeah. Where normally it would be him and his wife doing it. It's going to take him all day. Mm-hmm. It'll be banged down in an hour. Hell yeah. I mean, and that's the great thing about having, when you find your people, man, it's hard, it's hard to go. And that's one of the things that's, it's really hard for us because we have, it, it took a while to find our people, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Where we go. So now we're going to be gone. We're leaving in end of January. We're going to be gone until Actually, I think we'll be back here in March or April for probably a couple of weeks. Yeah. But then we're going to be gone again until next next winter time. So yeah. It's like it, it's you, you miss it. it it's yeah. it's hard. But. It's very um, it's all you have to do when you're in a new town or in a new city is find your F three people and they'll bring you right in. Oh, Just yeah. like, and I can imagine that that's the same for like. Um, I don't know, like I can only equate it to like maybe military folk or like, you know, anything of that sort where you have this camaraderie sense and it's like, oh, you're Air Force, I'm Air Force, boom, we automatically have that, that that connection. And I mean, that's, that's how we easily fall into tribalism mentality though. There is the downside of that where it's like, you know, if I know that this is how you think, then I kind of have a gauge. And if you don't think that way, then, you know, we're kind of at odds. Right. So there yeah. is there is a small issue with that. But the big upside is that as soon as, you know, somebody in town, I'm looking for an F3 workout yeah. room, your brother, man, yep. come on in. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It, it's great. It's one of those things you just don't find anyplace else. Mm-hmm. And it being older, like when I first got into F3, I was, I'm trying to think how old it was, mid 40s. Yeah. And it was like. Like I always had my people, but it was only like one or two really close guys. Yeah. Right? And now yeah. it's like I have this brotherhood. And it's funny because I'm I'm a member of a bunch of different dads groups and there's always people going through that. Like I just moved here, I don't know anybody. And it's like, dude, you have to find these people because this is the easiest way to find when you're forty five, yes. To to make to make new friends. Dude, our it, dinner it, the other day. Yeah. I have a fifty minute video that Glory sent me because he recorded our the that whole, whole thing. thing. And everybody went up was like, it is so hard to make any meaningful friendships when you're married, kids in your late thirties or past that. Like it's hard. Oh yeah. And it happens every day. Every time a new guy comes out and you keep coming. Yeah. 
boom, exactly. instant. It, like it, we're working it, for something. We're working towards the same goal, and it's it's not to be better than the next person. It's to be better than your previous yes, version. Hundred percent. Yep. So when you're all in there and you're in the suck together, <laughs> hell yeah, you can look over and be like, damn, this sucks for me, but it also sucks for this guy. Yep. And let's get it. And together we're gonna get through. Yeah. I mean, and that's that, that's Fuck. what it is. It is. It's so. It's so hard to explain and to put into words, right? Mm-hmm. Until you experience it, and and like you said, being that sucked together, you're looking over, you're not suffering, you're not the only one suffering. Other people are suffering with you, and it's just like together we get through it. I mean, yeah. no matter what it is, but it's it's having that camaraderie, and it's so different than everybody has their work friends, right? Like you have your acquaintances at work that right? you spend a ton of time right, with, exactly. bro. a exactly. ton of time, exactly. But it's just it's it's different. It's so much more. It's more meaningful. It's just more powerful. It's just well, you're there to, at work. You're there to collect a paycheck. Yeah. So I'm here because I need to get paid. Yes. So I'm really selling my time to get money to yep. pay my bills. Okay. Cool. I'll put up with you. Yeah. Here you're voluntarily <laughs> That's showing exactly right. I'm gonna put up with your shit all yeah. day just because I have to. I have yep. to. And yep. here with the workout group is you're voluntarily showing up. Yep. You're putting your own time aside, and there's nothing more valuable from a person than their time. time. Yep. And so if this is how I'm choosing to spend it and there's no monetary exchange, yeah. it doesn't cost anything to come out to our workouts, yep. you know, where you're not getting reimbursed, but I think the currency that you get in exchange is way more worthwhile. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, there's the friends I've made in North Carolina. I still, still keep in touch with them. Really? I mean, it's just, it's just, that's They're how still powerful sending it memes is. to each other. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still get, I get the occasional ones all the Cause time. Cause they're Android users. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't get. I don't. I get more text from them than I do from you guys sometimes. <laughs> Why is that? It's like, oh, your your, your chat bubble's green. It's what, the Adora what, what Trails about? guys, yeah. man. It's those <laughs> those AT guys. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Lo, low key. Yep. Dude, so, so you're the father of three girls. Three girls. Yes. What's the What's the the biggest? What was the biggest challenge raising three girls? <sighs> it's still going on. <laughs> <laughs> Now they are my, you thought you'd get over the hump and the yeah, hump just, just never it, comes. It does, yeah. It's just, it's there all the time. I, 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 I make fun of it a lot because it's, it's for me, it's, I just equate it to it's payback for misspent youth. Right? Oh, all the, gotcha. all the shit I did when I was a kid just came back threefold. But, yeah. And I've, but, I've noticed that the more I hang out with you, Rob, I, I, I recognize that you were, I'm sure you were, you had a good wild man stretch. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah the I, more we hang out. <laughs> yeah. I don't there. Yeah. And we won't get into it. We, but, we, don't, we don't talk so, about that. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little bit of payback for your wild youth. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But my, my three girls are awesome. They, they can be girly girls, but mm-hmm. they're not. Right? Yeah. They, they have the ability to, to, to do that. My, my oldest daughter is, like I said, she's a travel freak. She's like me. Well, they're capable. Oh, yeah. You raise oh, capable oh, girls. Oh, yeah. That, that capable was the thing. women. Yes. 100% capable women. And that, <laughs> knowing the, the shit that women put up with and, and the stuff that, and it's funny, I look back now, the crap I did when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and, and just the, just the dumb stuff. It's Mm -hmm. like, man, I know what I need to protect them. I need to protect them from me. (laughs) Like if I can, if I can get them to put up with my shit, they will have no problem getting through, getting through life. And that was, that was one of the, one of the goals. And, and it's funny to see them now. Like Mm -hmm. my oldest daughter is just like me. I mean, just, she will, she doesn't give, she doesn't put up with shit. Yeah, she, yeah. she just, she's, she is an entrepreneur. She's working at a startup right now. And it's, it's frustrating for her because of the fact that 
she, there's certainly that she wants to be able to do the certain way, uh-huh, right? And uh-huh. she's being micromanaged to do things and she hates it. So she's like, oh my God, I just, so she's been able to figure out, okay, this is how I have to work with this person. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the good thing is there, there's humongous upside there. I mean, yeah, she's, there she's one of the, she's one of the first employees. So there's going to be equity compensation coming up. So she knows that. So it's like, and she busts her ass. She works, I don't know, probably 12 hours a day. But yeah. it's one of those things that she she does that, and then when she's done with work, then she does her own thing. She has this whole travel thing that that, that she started up. So that that's going well. And I know her goal is eventually grow that where she doesn't have to worry about this anymore. Mm-hmm, so and mm-hmm. then my other daughter, my middle daughter, is just uber smart. Like yeah. just like I think I'm pretty smart. Like you're she, someone else's kid. Is yeah, that what you're saying? Exactly. I'm like, how the hell? It's funny because she's she went to school. She wanted to be a surgeon. That was one of the things she always wanted to be. Um, she got into biology and she got into chemistry in school. And now she chemistry is like one of her main things. She actually just got an internship with a company in Oregon um, to do. I don't even know what she explained it to me. And I was just like, yeah, I'll just You're like, okay, honey. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah sure. Yeah. She's throwing all these big words. I'm going to use the graph, chromatic graph. I'm like, yeah, you go for yourself then. But it's funny. Cause we, we talk, she is, we play backgammon every Tuesday. That's like, that's like our thing. So yeah. we'll jump on FaceTime or, or we usually, we don't really FaceTime because she's got a, I don't have a, I don't have the Apple. So it's like, Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we just usually just chat and then, We'll, uh, we'll we'll play backgammon online, but dude, that's like the biggest reason I switched. Oh yeah, <laughs> was for the FaceTime. It's just God damn it. Yeah, it's they they do that. Yep. Yeah, I so I just I, I I'm not you. anti. I just don't like Apple. Yeah, because that's how I was. I wasn't yeah. anti Apple. Just yeah. like I'd rather have the freedom of this. But then it got to the point where it was like, well, I didn't have all these tools to really connect with certain individuals. Yeah. The airdrop yeah. was the other big one. Where oh, I, yeah. Like Glory sent me that video from the other night. An yeah. hour. Yeah, it took right it there. took what thirty seconds for it to get to me. So yeah. I get it. I oh, get yeah. it. Yep. Um, but so see, she's but kicking your ass at backgammon. Pretty much, yeah. But we we had just running. We used to have a running a running total, and now it's just like I I still win sometimes. <laughs> but and I the best thing is in the, the greatest thing about it is that is that like two or three days before leaning up, like I'll send her a text. Are you, are you, are you feeling okay? It's like yeah. Why? I was like because I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, some good shit. <laughs> so there's always smack talk, and she does the same thing back to me. So that's, that's she is. Well, I, you're succeeding, man, because as as a parent, you want your kids to be more intelligent, more successful, earn more, and be happier oh, because yeah. they're supposed to take what you have instilled in them and then just run with it. Oh yeah, and yep. and and so your wealth of knowledge, fifty years of fucking knowledge, they should they have access to that. Yeah. And so now they, and then they're traveling and meeting different individuals that you've never met and it should be enriching their life. So I think that if she's kicking your ass, oh, yeah. man, you're succeeding. So yeah, you have good. to take a little pride in that, but yeah, yeah, you oh, get, yeah. keep ribbing. It, it, oh yeah. Trust me. It's, a, it's an ego hit too. Don't yeah. get me wrong <laughs> because not only that, but then she'll, she'll just give, she'll like, Hey, like we'll be in front of family. Hey dad, is your ass okay? Cause Ooh. I think I kicked it the other day. I mean, just, but it's, it's. It's awesome. I, know, I absolutely love it. But she is, like I said, she is just uber smart. And yeah. it's, it's, it's really good. And it's funny because my wife and I, we've both been working for ourselves for like ever. Mm-hmm. Like I had mm-hmm. one real job out of school and then I figured out what I was, what they were billing me out at versus what I was getting paid. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, this is dumb. I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah, so, so after that, I started, I started working for myself. And then my, my youngest one, she hated school right yeah. she she's had her set of challenges challenges growing up yeah um she she actually attempted suicide one time it was just a oh whole gosh. big thing yeah um but 
she has grown so much in the past five, six years. Yeah. And a lot of it had to do with just, she was a, she was a, um, a high performance gymnast or a high, high, high level competing gymnast. She was level 10, really young age. So it was just, she's always been very, very regimented in what she does. Mm-hmm. Um, she ended up having a back injury and, and I can't remember what, what it is, but she essentially almost broke her back. Wow. So from that point, she stopped doing that. She started getting into some other things and then, um, she started diving and just, she's just always been very regimented. And then when, when, and I, I kind of could relate it to, to some of the Ironman training, because once you stop doing that, right, you just get into this funk and into, into this depression yeah. and that's kind of what happened. And, um, it was funny because just talking to doctors and talking to other things, it's, it's very common in that age, especially for young women, mm-hmm. because there's hormones, there's all the other shit that goes on. Yeah. And it's like, as soon as she hit 18, it's like, she just changed. And it was like, she's just matured and she's done a lot of, a lot of, um, self development, just a lot of just, just working on herself. Yeah. Right. And, and it's been great to see she hated school. So she, she graduated high school and she was like, I just, I don't want to go to school. I just can't anymore. Was she doing like EBIT too? Or yeah, something? Yep, yeah. Yeah. She wanted to be a vet. Um, <laughs> this is a funny story. Yeah. So one of the projects in, in the vet school was, is you basically had to, go and outline if you want to like run your if you want to like run a veterinary clinic or whatever so she did all the math and she's like well shit i'm not gonna make that much money and i'm gonna be tied to this thing she goes i I, I don't want to do that (laughs) so then she but she graduated that and and then she wanted to do some other things um she didn't know what she wanted to do she didn't want to go back to school and i was like all right you don't want to go to school that's fine you're gonna have to do something right so she was doing a couple things and then she wanted to start a business so then her and i started um one of Ed Forrest, one of the other three guys, he has an Amazon business that's really successful, and I've watched him grow it. Yeah, it's been and amazing. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And um, so my wife was always like, you should start this, you should start this. And I was like, okay, fine. So, if, I mean, that's literally what it was. I was like, all right. And when when we start something, it's it's all in. Right? Yeah, yeah. You can't, you, I don't like the half-assed stuff. So I sat down with her. We kind of figured out a business plan, figured out what we're going to do, what our roles are going to be. And, um, from there we just said, okay, let's start. And like March, I can't remember the date now. I've got it written down somewhere, but it's like March 1st or whatever we started. And we have just been crushing it ever since we hit a hundred grand in sales, um, just last month. So it's like, it's, it's, that's been going great. And it's funny because one of the things that she said, she goes, why do I have to go to school? You and mom have run your own businesses very successfully for tons of years. Can I just learn from you? I'm like, I'm not going to fault you for saying that. Exactly. But, yeah, but yeah. there are there are a lot of things that you learn in school. One of the biggest things, like, I look at all the schooling that I did, and I, I hated college. I hated school. My mom was like, here's the deal. I'll pay for your school if you go. Otherwise, you're going to go into the military. And I was like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be shot at yeah, or yeah. just fucking... Yeah, it's just yeah. like, because that's when the Gulf War was going on. I mean, oh, it was shit. like half my friends went over there. I'm like, shit. I was like, yeah, I just... Yeah. I mean, I I respect the shit out of them for, for, sure. for doing that, but for sure. I just that wasn't my gig. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'll go to school. So I went to school, learned a bunch of stuff, didn't really use it. But the biggest thing I did learn was was the social part of it, right? Learning how to interact with people, learning how to talk to people, learning how yes. to be uncomfortable. Uh, and it yeah, was yeah. just it was funny because like I look back now, and then I've done just a lot of personal development over the past ten years, right? And it's like now you start realizing that all the uncomfortable shit that, that you did. Yeah. Like it's so huge, especially now because you, there's that whole get out of your comfort zone thing. And, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. 
a lot of people just just talk it but when you actually get out of your comfort zone and do shit yeah. amazing things happen it's so and it's, it's so enriching to yes. you because you have to you have to figure out a way to adapt yep Yep. You know, because we we want to fit in because we're trying to find AR tribe, yeah. all that. But you, you those moments, those challenging moments, which I tell, you know, my coworkers when it's like there's a shitty situation there. And it's like the reason I've avoided those is because now is mm -hmm. because I dealt with them previously so i know what to look out for yeah. so it, in those moments yeah it fucking sucks yeah. dude you're you're being tested and it's awkward and you're embarrassed and all that but your 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 ability at that point is like when you lose a game if you lose and didn't learn anything that's the failure yep because we're all gonna fail yeah you're all gonna you're gonna be awkward you're gonna make be made fun of in certain situations but then it's like you're supposed to take that back and be like okay how can i avoid that going forward oh yeah so yeah those yeah. social situations are great because you are in sales right uh, yeah yeah kind of uh now actually now i, I but most of your most of your career would you say was like sales oriented um i was always the guy that i was always the behind the scenes guy mm -hmm, right and mm -hmm. i did that on purpose because of the well, fact you got a I, face for it but yeah, yeah go exactly. for it. i got a face for radio, <laughs> man. It's awesome. I'm you. but yeah that's trust me uh, but but the tech stuff always always come easy for me right and yeah. i've always and i like that's something i i love doing that stuff but when you do that, you don't get to be in, you don't get to be face forward, yeah. which is fine. And, and for the most part, it's always been, I've always been okay with it. Right. Yeah, yeah. As I've gotten older though, I'm like, well, shit, I'm not that okay with it now. Like I yeah, like yeah. being out in front because it's, it's fun, right? That's yeah, where, yeah. that's where you get the applause. That's where you get the recognition, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. I'm the guy that's always had, I'm, I make it happen. So yeah. this guy out here looks good. Oh, right? damn. And it, and it. It, like I said, it never bothered me, but that's just what I've always done. Any, mm. I've run several tech companies, and all my tech companies have always been just like, I don't have to see anybody, it's, which is fine, but I get to develop this really cool shit that nobody yeah. will ever see, but I know it works really, really good, and it's yeah. really cool. And you try to explain to somebody like, oh, yeah, oh, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, yeah, uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, no, you don't understand how cool this is. And the, the great thing is, is the way the way technology is now, there's there's I've been messing around with this thing called um, chat GPT. OK. And it's an A.I. thing. Right? Wait, wait, wait. I, I recently heard that that um, is it is it working for writers? I mean, I'm sure it has multiple uh, elements, but mm -hmm. is, is it a lot of writers and authors are able to use it? anybody yeah. like literally you can make this thing or you can ask the thing to do anything like the other day i was i was trying to figure out okay just total aside here yeah i was trying to figure out a way that i can put in doing amazon stuff every amazon thing has what's called an asin it's like a like a unique skew for every product right gotcha i want to know how i can put an asin into a spreadsheet and have it give have it go to amazon pull all the information and put it in my spreadsheet so i was like hmm so i started googling that's the first thing you do right I'm like, there's a thousand different things. Like, oh, this is a pain in the ass. So I was, I was like, let me just try something. So I go in the, into the chat. I'm like, write me a program that I can put an ASIN into a spreadsheet and it can pull the data Shut from. Shut the fuck up. Hold on. And you it, typed it just like that. I typed it just like that. I said, I said, <laughs> I, 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 said I said, I said, I said, I want an Excel, I want an Excel spreadsheet script that I can put an ASIN in and it'll give me all the data from Amazon. That's all I wrote. And it said, oh yeah, you can do that. And it just wrote out the entire script in VB for me. I was like, get the fuck out of here. So I was like, what? Hold on. You put it in. I put it in. And it. And then I pasted it in there. And then I, I went to run it and said, oh, you're missing this thing. Back to the chat thing. I'm getting this error. How do I fix it? Oh, you have to go to this website, download this library, put it in there, and it'll work. I'm like, okay. 
So I started doing that, put it in there, and I haven't got a chance to do it yet because this is what I did the other night, and then we went to the party. Dude. So I'm like, I it's, got chills it's, right now. it's stupid. Here's the other thing. Like, you talk to like a lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. And this is, this is what, what actually got me interested in this thing because I was, I was listening to something, probably a TikTok or a real well, something. I, I saw Gary Vaynerchuk, which every, yeah, everybody yeah. knows. He, he was talking about yep. it, and so I was like, okay. Yeah. Let, so, but the thing is, like, the lawyer typed in, okay, I need, I can't remember what exactly he did, but essentially I need, I need a, a brief or whatever on this, right? It wrote out the whole thing, and he was like, as a lawyer, he's like, yeah, my job is not going to be here for much longer. Damn. So, but think about this. If you're a college or a high school kid, you need to write a paper. I need to write a paper on Huck Finn that's never been written before, or I need it written in this type of whatever, right? I need, I need this. Bam, there it is. So, okay, education system, eh, is it really needed after that? I mean, it's it's scary the amount of shit this thing There is um, a, a recent thought I've had that, um, and I forget where it came from. So I heard it from somebody else because I'm unoriginal, but it was um, something about efficiency. There's a, there's a slight detriment to efficiency. Making mm -hmm. things more efficient um, is a slight hindrance to us as the individual because we're not at that point learning or needing or needing that and maybe we can't foresee what that's going to make room for mm -hmm. you know as we progress as a society and evolutionarily and all of that yeah. but there is something to something becoming efficient that you lose like the full know-how yeah. on how to do it so when you talk about education yeah because yeah. when i was growing up it was oh go to cliff notes go to spark notes you know change this and that and that yeah. and then you can submit your book report like dude i hated reading as a kid and oh, now yeah. i'm just like fuck i wish i would have read more yeah. right but it, it was is literally that where it's like this is the next level yep like yeah. it's 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 absolutely incredible and it, it, until you play around with it and and until you understand what it can do and it can literally do anything so it's like and this is one of the things i'm gonna start is like a book like mm -hmm. i've been wanting to write a book just just on i i don't know what but i, I enjoy writing it's one of those stupid <clears> things but i enjoy doing it so i'm like okay and I also always try, my brain is always, I try to figure out how, how I can monetize things. So anytime somebody's doing something, like, okay, that's really cool, but how can you monetize yeah, it? Yeah, if yeah. I can't monetize it, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to waste my time, yeah, right? Yeah. And not that, not that I enjoy money. Like, I like making money. I love figuring out ways to make money that are just kind of outside the norm. Yeah. So with this, I mean, there's, there's so many different things. There's so many possibilities. And, and I'm, I, I have just touch this thing like maybe for about a week i haven't really got a chance to play with it as much so, as I want. real quick what's the craziest thing you've done for money then like as far as like <laughs> i guess yeah let's just start there leave it there what's the craziest thing you've done for money oh geez like bet i don't even know no no it's not bet. just just like, like just money money like like yeah. a job um it's nothing nothing really crazy I, actually i've done some <laughs> mm -hmm. so okay my one of my first companies um I started, I was a software developer. I've always done development. I had a bunch of friends that, that did development. They were using this company to sell their software online back in the 90s, right? Mm -hmm. Now, understand, back in the 90s, the internet was not what it was today. Right? No. Putting a credit card in online was scary as shit. Like, yeah, nobody yeah. would ever do it. Um, the company that everybody was using to, to do this thing was charging like 50%. So whatever you sell, they're taking 50% of it. I'm Damn. like, I'm like, that's dumb. Yeah. Right. But it, it costs a couple grand to get a credit card processing to, to do the credit card processing yeah. at the time. So I figured out, okay, if I can do all this, I can I can I don't have to charge fifty percent, I can charge ten percent. And yeah. I'd probably make a shit ton of money. I was like, all right, that's Yeah, cool. because a lot more people will sign up. Hundred yeah. percent. So I started doing that. 
And in the first month or so, I had, I don't know, 10 or 12 clients. It was, it was good. And I was like, okay. And this is, this is, I was young. Like, I didn't know shit about shit at that time. Like, competition? Oh, why should I look at my competition? They're my competition. Okay, that was dumb. Look at your competition, dumbass. Yeah. So I said, look at my competition. There was three other competitors out there. One guy was charging like 20%. And not only that, but he had a list of all the software that, that they would sell. So I was like, huh. One of the things I learned from, from the first job I had, the CEO of the company was probably one of my mentors. He taught me so much. And one of the things he always taught me is that if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? Surround yourself with people that know more than you do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the very first thing I did is like, I like to develop stuff, but there was certain languages at the time that, that can scrape and I didn't know how to do that. So I was like, all right, who do I know that knows how to do that? Oh, my good friend Rob up here knows how to do that. It's like, dude, want to make 500 bucks? Come here. Let's, let's talk. So I was like, I was like, I'm starting this business. I said, it's going good. I got a couple more investors. I said, you want to invest? He's like, okay, cool. I was like, so he invested a little bit of money. I was like, okay, this is what I need to do now. Because <laughs> now, now you're an owner, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, this our competition right here. I was like, they have all their software online. I said, they're selling it for this. I said, if we can write a script that can pull that data, and it also had their email address too. And the email at the time, the spam wasn't nearly as prevalent right so emails were like important so you get an email from somebody's like oh i have to read this yeah so what we did is is we wrote or he wrote a program that basically scraped all that data emailed every one of the authors say that and we had the price of the program and we said okay you're using these guys right here if you do x amount of sales per per month you're going to pay them this if you do x amount of sales per year you're going to pay them this if you come with us you're going to pay this and you're going to save this much yeah yeah three days we had 250 clients damn and then from that point it was just like, it just went, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we from about a month, we had about a thousand and it essentially just killed us other dudes business, which at the time I didn't really give a shit because yeah. I didn't know better. Right. I got a cease and desist lawyer, a assistant cease and desist letter from the, from his lawyer. And then at a conference about a month later, I ended up bumping to him in an elevator, which is just really oh, awkward as hell. Yeah. But anyway, back to the money thing. That was one of the things that it was, it, it was it was shady. It was shady as shit. And like yeah. I look back now, and I'm like, I probably shouldn't have did that. Oh, but no. at the same time, it was like, hey man, you put the data out there. It's public information. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take it. So, but that was probably that was that that was that was probably the shadiest thing I've done. Gotcha. I'm not I'm not 100 proud of it, but it did kick off my business, and it just made us one of the like the company that ended up bought us at the end. Um, was that company that was charging fifty percent for everybody? Oh, we had, gotcha. they had two hundred fifty employees. They were doing about two hundred million a year. We had four employees. We were doing twenty five million a year. It's like they were like, "How are you doing that with four guys?" I'm like, "We like to play golf a lot." <laughs> so yeah, essentially, we had a rule that if you did something more than three times, you automate it. Mm-hmm. So everything mm-hmm. we had, uh, and one of the other guys I, I that, that came on board, he was he's a good friend of mine. He is a frigging coding phenom loved ai stuff so he wrote one of the first things for us that was basically ai we were doing credit card credit card processing we get a lot of fraud still right so he basically wrote it where he wrote a scoring program that would that would analyze all that shit and come back with a score if it was above a score it was good if it was below a score it wasn't good well the company that bought us wanted that technology they had 200 people doing that same job where we'd go and play golf. <laughs> yeah. So right. they weren't buying us for anything else more than that. They want to know, like, I remember getting a phone call. I was like, how the hell are you guys doing this? How are you doing this much? And with four people, I'm like, uh-huh. we like to play golf, man. Yeah, you yeah, you yeah. caught me. Actually, I'm on the sixth hole right now. Like, I remember the phone call from the CEO. He's like, we need to have a conversation because we want you. I'm like, yeah. okay, let's, let's talk. Let's do it. So yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. That was my, that was my first, uh, my first just, just, 
jumping into business like that. It yeah, was, it was, big time it was too, right? Yeah. yeah, it was Damn. cool. Back so, in the day. so hold on, you're talking about writing a book, right? Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? I have no idea. I oh, just, I just, just love. I just I like to write. Like I, I write about experiences oh. and stuff that we do. I had a blog, but not like for a while. fiction. No, no, gotcha. just just life. Yeah. I mean, I, I can. I I've always like when I was a kid, I used to write like creative writing stuff. Like I love that stuff. I have a minor in. Um, in technical writing. So, like, I know how to write. I know how to do all that. Gotcha. And it's just one of those things that it's just, I don't know. I, I've gone through some pretty cool shit. I've had some pretty good experiences. I'd love to just put them down sometime. But Would you, would this, you do, like, a uh, Fifty Shades of Rob yeah. in, a, in an RV? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an RV story? RV stories, yeah. R, <laughs> RV lifetimes. But there's, so, one of the things also, like, and this is one of the things I'm I'm really trying to figure out how to do is, like, I love to cook. Cooking is one of my, I, I, I cook every single day. Well, you're um, Italian, right? Yeah, yeah. So I make, I do, we make our own pasta. We, we don't do as much anymore because it's, it's, we just don't have the space. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was one of the fun things with the kids. Like I have pictures of the kids. We have spaghetti hanging from, from all around the house, yeah. hanging from the cabinet stuff is, is fun. Um, but I, I love, I love to cook. And I keep seeing these people on TikTok doing these little things. I'm like, man, this is like RV cooking with RV. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, damn! That? Isn't, that, isn't that good right there? Woo. So yeah, so that's gonna be that's that's one of my goals starting next year. That's one of the things I, I really want to I really want to be able to do just because of the fact that the RV community now, like so many people are are in that space. Mm-hmm. Where just because of the fact that that remote remote work is so much more prevalent now than it used to be. Yeah, for sure. That everybody like campgrounds are packed. That people want to know how to do certain things, and yeah. it's like. Like when you're cooking, I have, I have three little burners and I have a little oven. Like I don't have this humongous thing, right? I've got my grill and I do a lot of grill, grill work too, but it's like, it's just very different. It's different than cooking in a kitchen because you don't have everything. So it's, uh, and the stuff we make, we make, we make good meals. We eat well, but yeah. it's, it's just, I, I think it'd be kind of cool. It's a, well, it's a nice little niche. Food is great. Yeah. yeah. Food is great. And I don't think there can be ever too many food shows yeah. or anything about food because it, it is just such a big part of life you have to eat you have to get nutrients it has to taste good yep it teaches you about the culture and the people that it takes to create that there's so much involved with food and then it be it's a sense of community oh yeah because you're bringing people in to feed like there's just so many different angles and it'll never never go away and there can never be too much oh exactly and one one of the other things too is is i watch all of these and they're just they're really well done. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're everybody's got their props and they have the camera. I'm like, I want to do one where it's just like, here it is, man. He, this is what we're gonna do. The camera's gonna be right there, and it's just gonna yeah. be this is this is the way real life is. Because you yeah. know when you cook in when you cook in real life, you make a damn you mess, make a damn right? Mess, dude. And you don't yeah. see that in, in any. Everybody's kitchen's all pristine. It's like I have a countertop that's about a foot and a half wide by four feet long with yeah. a sink. It's like okay. How much mess is how much mess happens there? Oh, a whole shitload. Oh, a lot of meth yeah. happens there. Meth, yeah. Oh, okay, guys, do an RV. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> just call me Walter White. It's all good. Yeah. yeah, no, that would be awesome. I would yeah, look forward fun. to that, man. We've it, actually the, the band has talked about that too because we're like thinking about how ways to maybe generate a little bit more, you know, interest and, oh, and yeah. do some something outside of it. Because what I've noticed um, in in with social media is if they know you for one thing. 
and you're promoting that okay yeah. cool well, that's where you're gonna promote but if you bring a separate interest involved into it it gets way more engagement oh, yeah. yep. than that and so we've talked about doing a cooking uh segment too because alex our singer mm -hmm. he used to be a cook oh, and cool. dude every time he we go over for a jam session he's usually making something and you know it's fucking good when because he he names at least five ingredients oh there you go he's like yeah we're having this with this with this with this i'm like dude yeah. like on point um, so we'll have our, our current drummer, Ed, uh, who's from Guatemala with a heavy accent. <laughs> and I think he'll narrate. Um, I'll write the script yeah. very ver verbose and a little complicated. Yeah. Have this immigrant Guatemalan read it. <laughs> and Alex is the cook. He's the executionist. So we'll do it that way. That's perfect. <laughs> so That's awesome. Hopefully we can get around to doing that. Oh, yeah. And you know, it'll be somewhat funny. Yep. No, it's, yeah. it, it's good. And the way social media, and that's, it's funny because I know, I know it and a crazy amount of musicians like you included. I see those things that happen on, on TikTok, like just a duet yeah. where it's like a duet and then somebody else will add another part and then another part and another part and stuff like that, that creative outlet. It's so cool. Like, and I'm jealous that I don't know how to do some of those things, Yeah. but I, I've seen a couple where it's like somebody will start off with just, just maybe, uh, the, just vocals yeah and somebody will come in and just add like a, a bass line and somebody else will come in and add drums and somebody else will come in and add guitar and then you just end up with this whole collaboration just of layers of people that don't know anybody but the music brings them together yeah exactly. right and it's just that is like humans sometimes are really cool like yeah. when they oh, do yeah. stuff like that it's it's so so awesome and it's like it it brings back, you always seem like the restores the faith in humanity because yeah. people aren't all assholes. I mean, there are a bunch <laughs> of them out there, but when stuff like that yeah. happens and you get that just that unique collaboration, like mm -hmm. that's just cool. It like is that's cool. just cool. I don't know. It's different walks of life. Like music is the great, you know, breaking of barriers, yeah. all that, because you can have different walks of life that enjoy a certain type of music or that know something and they're going to come together mm -hmm. to produce this cohesive product so let me ask you a question let's flip this for a minute Ooh. how long you been playing music for um i picked up drums when i was 15 14 so my dad always loved musical instruments he mm -hmm. loved music northenio music but he was tone deaf he couldn't for the life of him hold you know a rhythm or right. a beat or anything but so there was always a, a small little piano i remember him having an accordion um I remember a guitar being in the house and he we would go to Mexico and he would check out the, the instruments down there too, but he couldn't for the life of him mm -hmm. play it. And uh, I decided to get a drum set for whatever reason. My parents bought me this cheap little Walmart first act. Played that for a little bit and I'm like, well, I'm a musician yeah. now, right? <laughs> so I, uh, I start cruising uh, Zounds, which is one of our competitors now because I work for right. GC. And uh, I was looking at... Um, that's where I found the, I was looking at drum sets there, but they bought me one from Walmart and I, I found a bass and I was like, I, was like, I need this bass mom. So for whatever reason yeah. they sprung for it and then it just sat there. <laughs> and so I was playing my drums. My cousin Josh came over who turned out to be a fucking great drummer. My cousin Josh was so gifted at anything physical. Like right. I, I introduced him to tennis. He became this badass tennis player. Uh, he was a really good quarterback. Um, he could sing. He played, he picked up guitar and then he picked up drums for me, but he beat my drums to fucking shit. <laughs> so I remember going to the local store and looking for replacement cymbals. And I'm like, dude, I'm like 16. I can't afford an $80 cymbal. <laughs> My parents can't afford yeah. it to retroact, retrofit it. So the drum set went to shit, kind of sat there. I had played it at a uh, at our high school's um, 
talent show it was like this uh it was called the mr ram it was like this whole dating like there was an opening dance sequence there was a swimsuit edition like it was oh yeah it was crazy right so i played drums uh one year my junior year and then my senior year it came back around i was like well i can't play drums again so i have this bass sitting there so like a week before (laughs) i try to learn the bass line to sugar hill gang oh yeah do do and I remember I went to my friend Haley's dad's house because he played bass mm-hmm. and uh, I tried to learn it. I could not get it down. I don't, if anybody has video of this, please do not share it. <laughs> but I'm up there because it was the 80s. It was 80s theme. Right. Um, the year before it was a country theme. 80s theme. So I'm in there like this Adidas tracksuit looking cool and just totally missing the mark on this. But um, it really ignited something because I remember uh, it was around April when the, the Yuma County Fair is. And I remember staying at my buddy Andy's mom's house and I was practicing Jimi Hendrix. Oh, nice. Yeah, on bass. So I'm like, you know, not the guitar. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not good like that. But um, I remember ever since then, I kind of just kept it going. Was a bedroom player, played Chili Peppers, played all this and that. So I was about, well, 17, 18. And uh, yeah, I, I'm not any better than I was, man. <laughs> I, I literally had this conversation this morning. And it's like, I do... I have in my nature to just do the bare minimum to be fun at something, but I I don't progress in that sense. And I, there's a benefit in what I, my personality, because I cast a very wide net. My Mm. interests are very wide and I feel like that allows me to kind of like be able to flow through it. But I'm definitely not one person that's really good at one thing. Like I played pickleball with uh, with you guys like for the first time and it was so much fun. Oh my God. Yeah. Decent. Um, but yeah, I'll never be fucking great, ah, that's you right, know, but, but, see, it's, but it's, the, it's the experience though. Yeah, it's, and, and it's totally the experience. That, that's one of the huge things, right? You cast in that, that wide, you, you experience so much more. Yeah. Right. And, and, but I, I asked, I asked a musical question for this. My musical tastes have changed so much. And I was, I was just thinking about this the other day. <clears throat> my musical tastes have changed so much from when I was a kid. And I used to remember driving in my car. My dad used to listen to country music. Yep. Right? Yep. Just, mm-hmm. oh, I hated country music. Oh my God. Yeah. Now I don't mind it. Like I, yes. I, I'll, I'll listen to it, and I, I was just thinking about it because it got me thinking too. All right, I'm looking listen to what my kids started listening to. Oh right? yeah, they went through that. They started with the same crap we did, right? Had the rock and roll. They went through this whole screamo phase, like all three of them. Mm-hmm, like it was mm-hmm. just really weird. My middle daughter now is like into 20s music. She loves a swing stuff. She loves Ooh. big band. Yeah. Um, my other daughter, she's just like you know whatever. And then um, my other one's like pop or whatever right but we had this conversation about about how society and culture today has changed music and and a lot of their creative outlet Mm -hmm. it's them it started with we were talking about the taylor swift song um uh, i'm the problem okay i'm not familiar with it's it there's this part in the video where in when it first was released there's a part where she looks down at at the scale and it says fat right it got so much feedback and just so much negative stuff. She took oh. it out of the video. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. But yeah. it's like, it's the whole cancel culture thing. Right. Yeah. And, and this is going to lead me to something else in a minute, but yeah. it's just, it's interesting how, and, and they were like, Oh, it's good because it offended people. And my, my retort to that was, don't you think it kills the creative process? Because now oh, yeah. I have to worry about, Oh, am I going to offend somebody in this? Is this lyric going to, going to offend somebody? It's going to hit somebody the wrong yeah, way. Exactly. Right? And then, um, Right after this happened, we were doing something, and um, a reel came up about last year or two years ago, the song Baby It's Cold Outside. 
Oh yeah, yeah right? I remember was, this. I remember, I remember that, this right? thing. And it was like cancel culture came in. It was like, oh, there's rapey versus an illness of it's it's um, I can't remember what they call it, um, toxic masculinity or whatever mm-hmm. whatever they're calling it. But at the same time, the song "Wet Ass Pussy" just won a Grammy. Yeah. Right. So the the comedian the comedian was talking about this and he started comparing and contrasting the two things. Right. It's like the the culture and and the community and the the world is so fucked up right now. It is that that you have to worry about so many different things of what you say and and how you say it. And Mm -hmm. it's it just seems like and and I don't remember where I was even going with this whole thing, but it's just it's interesting because me, I. I really think about things before I say them now, mm-hmm. like, like yes. really think about things. And one of the things that, that has really come to fruition is the, the way that, the way that, that, that women are portrayed in a lot of things, right? It's, I've never ever you have given to be it everything. Yeah. A woman yep. has to be everything at all times, yep. but I've never given it a second thought about, about stuff I say or, or stuff I do. And even having kids like growing up, because that was just the way that was the way it was, right? Mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. the way that we've always done things. And, and now it's like, it's just, it's so interesting that you have to be, you have to be very careful about what you say. You have to, yeah. you, and at least for me, like I think about things before I say, and yeah. I understand how is this, if I say this, how is this going to impact somebody? How is it going to make somebody feel? Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's interesting the way that, that music. And I, I started with music because of that whole thing. Like, I'm curious on how much that has changed the way music is. Well, just art in general. So here's yeah. the, the thing about art is that it's supposed to push the envelope and, mm-hmm. and you're, you're not supposed to agree with everything and everyone at all times. Yeah. We're, we're human. We're individuals. Now there is a sense where like this criticism does hold you to a higher standard. You, listen, mm-hmm. don't be a piece of shit. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like comedy um, especially it's, it's literally just trying to get a laugh and it's, and we've all done it with our friends. Mm-hmm. Everybody has like to say that you haven't is a fucking lie. Yeah, yeah. You, you try to say the wildest shit because you're not supposed to say that. Right. You're, it's, it's, it's all it is to catch you off guard and, and, and have this like, what the, did yeah. you really just say that? So, uh, I think the issue with, with that song, because I remember when it came up and I was like, you know what? It is kind of rapey, but then. Um, this, this, I saw this argument from this girl where she came in and she's like, no, this is because it's, she wants to come in, but Mm -hmm. what is she saying? She's like, no, what are people going to think? No. So she wants to come in, but society has told her, no, you can't, you can't can't indulge because then you're a slut, you're this and that. So it is a part of that where it's like, you should be allowed to explore your own sexuality and your own body in that sense. Um, so I, I really resonated with that because mm. I, I am completely, uh, on, on board with you want to do what you want with your own body, yeah. go for it. And the fact that she has to say, I can't because of, of how I'm going to be viewed. Yeah. yeah. No, there is a sense of like your own value, your own worth sure. and all of that. Yes. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, it's not one way or another. Yep. It's not. And so the song is, is older. It was I don't know the history of that song, yeah. so it's probably written it's in the 50s. by a man. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so they're like, okay, so it's written by a man. Wet ass pussy is written by a woman per se, yeah. and it's her owning that that's that her sexuality in yeah. a sense. But yeah, there is this fucking double sided thing. 100%. And usually, what I'll do is, um, if you guys aren't familiar with an artist named Lucille Bogan, mm. and people that say that music this day is so raunchy and this and that, this is one of the filthiest bitches <laughs> to ever grace the mic. She wrote songs in the early 1930s that is all about her fucking dudes and how good her pussy is. 
And what's, so, her, what's her name? I want to look at Lucille back Bogan. <laughs> All right. Went till the cows come home is the main song, mm-hmm. and it talks about how she's gonna fuck them good till the cows come home. So, like to say that a music is bad now and it's dirty now, it's always been it's bad always been there, yeah. and it's always been dirty. Every song is about sex, drugs, fucking love. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, yeah. it's those are all intertwined in there. It's just the part of human nature. Oh, yeah. So it is human nature to fuck up and say the wrong things. We're not supposed to write somebody off for it. Oh yeah. You're supposed to do what I forget his freaking name, but there's a jazz musician, black dude who's converted 200 KKK members from, really? from giving up their robes because he talks to them. He sits down and be like, okay, so what's your idea about me? Well, I'm this, I'm that. Well, yeah. I'm standing here now. I have a degree. I'm very intelligent. I do this, and and he breaks it down that way. You're not just supposed to write people off. Oh yeah. Um, so I do not agree with cancel culture. Yeah, at all. One bit. Nope. I do not. People are supposed to have redemption if they apologize. You're supposed to accept that apology, man. Yep. Like, dude, it is yeah. just so it's, fucking it's, wild. Yeah, it is. It's, it's um, interesting. It does hold us to a different, uh, to an elevated standard. Oh, yeah, we sure. can't just continue saying, "Well, this is the way it's always been." Yeah. So this is yep. no. Okay, let's address it. Let me take your points and be like. And encounter them, be like, okay, I agree with this, but also like, because eventually the needle keeps moving. Yeah. And what you notice is you're never woke enough. You're never this because we're human. We're going to fucking slip up. Oh, we're yeah. gonna 100%. Fuck up. We're gonna you have that. to. It, yeah. it, it, to say that you're not, then fucking go fucking download yeah. your consciousness into a, a robot <laughs> and yeah, have it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's yeah. like, do you want to be judged by a robot? Is that what it is? Yeah. No, no, no. no. And, and that's funny because that's, that's the way things are now, right? It's like, it doesn't, it seems like that you, you can't have a conversation. You can't have a, a, a debate with somebody, yeah. right? It's, it's black or white. There's mm-hmm. no, you can't. And this is just from my perspective, and I could be way to hell off, but it's like you just can't seem to change people's mind. There's no, the communication in so many things have just gone away, right? Mm-hmm. You can't, you, you can't have a conversation with somebody and then come to a compromise. I mean, and it's crazy because the world, the world is so fucked right now. It's so it's fucked. Just, it's so, and you also so have wrong. to be able to separate the art from the artist. Oh, 100%. Because yeah. any artist will tell you, that they've had moments where it wasn't them. It was something flowing through them that brought this to be. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Um, so you have to be able to separate this this individual from their thoughts and their this oh, yeah. when they're creating art and you're partaking in that art. Like it's there, you have to be able to do that. Oh, hundred percent. If not, how that. can you enjoy it? Fucking yeah. anything. Yeah. Dude. How, can, how, are we, how am I going to hold you to the worst thing you've ever done? And then just totally write off everything else. Yeah, everything else. hundred percent. Okay. Yes. Yep. You cannot. Yep. Exactly. So I think, I think that'll be another layer of, of growth for us as a society when we can finally come to terms with that. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, and it needs to happen sooner rather than later. <laughs> it, it really does. I mean, because it's just, it's crazy. Right well, now. and that's the issue with my earlier statement about efficiency mm-hmm. is it's very easy per se to get by today to get by. Oh yeah. Um, there's food on every corner. There's ways to make money. Any, Anyway, whether, oh, yeah. you know, it's a little bit, it's there, but there's ways to get by. Now, it's very easy. Well, we don't have actual problems. So we yeah. create and we go out and look for our problems. And if everything's great, you'll start nip. Everybody's had that where you're in a relationship yep. and you're doing fucking this, you're doing what they ask. And yet there's another thing. 
Oh, oh, hey, you could also be doing it. Hey, there's another thing. Hey, there's another thing. There's another because there always is room for improvement. Oh there my God, is. Yeah. There yeah. is. Hundred percent. You think you're doing the most, but there's always a little bit more that you can God. dig down. But see, it's one of one of the things that, and you said this before. People strive just to get by. Like yeah. they'll get to that point where, okay, I'm 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 okay right here. Okay, good. Dude. I mean, there's yeah, there's there's so many people that have that. There's so much more potential in, in people to do certain things, but. They're, they're happy. And I'm going to get you off fine. my back. Yeah, That's it. Exactly. Like, oh, yep. this is what you're worried about? Cool. Yep. I, I did a little bit of this. Now yep. get off my Go back. Go away. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, and it's funny because the stuff I used to do, like I used to coach people doing like affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing is one of the easiest ways to make money. Yeah. Literally all you have to do is you have to talk about a product, right? Talk about the problem it solves. That's it right? Mm-hmm. It takes work. It takes a little bit of time, but it takes work because you have to do it. You have to be consistent at it. People fail at it all the time. And yeah. it's like, why do they, why do they fail? Because uh, it's, it's hard. It's not hard. Sit in front of a camera and do a video for five minutes. Do that 10 times and you're going to make money. Yeah. Right? And people are like, oh, it's, it's, that's, that's too hard. I don't want to do that. Oh, okay. Then don't bitch. Like, yeah. Just, uh, that's one thing I cannot stand. If you're going to bitch about a problem, do something about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have no right to bitch about it. Don't tell me that, oh, I can't make money. Yes, you can. You're fucking lazy is what it is. So it's like, yeah. just... I don't know. I, I have a big problem with people bitching about things yeah. and not doing anything about it. So and not, don't, not don't, put it in the work. That's yeah, what it exactly. is. Come to me with a problem and a solution or at least a potential solution. Mm-hmm. Don't come at me with a problem because I'm going to be like, oh, that, go away. I don't want to yeah. deal with you because you're just bitching now. Don't bitch at me. Come with me with a solution and we can fix it or we can try to fix it or at least talk about how that problem can be fixed better or, or your solution can be changed to do more or whatever it is. Yeah. But, That's the, the, the lowest the lowest, um, not the, I forget the word I'm looking for, not like lowest sign of intelligence, but like the, the bare minimum is to honestly just complain about something yeah. be like, Oh, that's a shit. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, so what's your suggestion? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I just, yeah. I just know that that's shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good starting point, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Come back with me in like maybe 15 minutes. Can you provide me yeah, like something that something. you would think would be a little bit more sensible, but no, exactly. no. Oh, we just love to hear ourselves oh, yeah. talk. It's funny. That's one thing that, that I've, I've learned over the course of, of living, right? Is that the less you talk and the more questions you ask, the, the more you just get so much more out of people. And mm-hmm. the funny thing is, is that, is that, and this happens a lot. If you can sit there, I can meet somebody, I can ask them two questions and not say another word for a half hour and just let them talk. Yeah. It's like, man, you're just a great conversationalist. Yeah, Dude, right? I just I just feed you, man. That's exactly. All. I feed you a question. Yeah, because that, we it. love to hear ourselves talk. We yep. we love to talk about ourselves in that sense. Like, hey, this is what I'm into. Yeah, yeah these are my experiences. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that's I used to get through my. I had my training partner. Um, she was a colonel in the army, and and she was my running partner. We used to meet at four o'clock in the morning to run. I used to seed her with two or three questions and then she would just go just off go. for the entire run and it's like, then we're done. Yeah. The challenge was that she was going through a divorce at the time. So depending on what that seed went with, right. It was like, she, all of a sudden we're running like a, like an eight minute mile, seven minute oh, pace. I'm damn. like, rainbows, butterflies, unicorns, think of happy shit, please. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, you're fueling her. Yeah, the more piss you get, the faster <laughs> we run. I'm like, oh, this was a mistake. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. it was so great because I could just feed her just one or two questions, and then she'd just talk. And the good thing is, the more she talked, it was like, okay, I can, I can, I find, I can't talk and run because I can't breathe. Right? Mm, yeah, so, yeah. It's <laughs> it's tough. Like, as long as she's doing, Dude, she's I know, a badass. Yeah, oh, she is. She's she's awesome. But yeah, that was that was always the best thing. And I, it's one of those things that you learn. The more questions you ask and and just listen, right? It's just it, you get so much more to people, and people are just so much more appreciative of it because of the fact that 
that they think that you're a great conversationalist. And all I did was ask a question or two, right? It's awesome. It's like, I, I, that's the way I get out of social situations. It's so crazy. Yeah. You want to be a good conversationalist? Yeah. Don't say anything. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just, just listen, man. Listen, and people just keep going and keep going and keep going. And the cool thing is that they'll run down a rabbit hole, and all of a sudden it's like, ooh, I did not know about that about you. That's interesting. How do yeah. you get on that? How'd that happen? Tell me a little more about that. Okay. Bam. There's another half hour gone. Exactly. So it's like, it's, it's good. It's good. So it's all about asking questions for yeah. sure. Back. So how do you, uh, how do you unwind then after, you know, say you had like a long trip in the RV or like a tough day on the job yeah. per se. On the job. My, my on the job days is about four hours. Are you? I, 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 I try not to work a lot, but, That's um, good. I don't know. I, 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 poker is one of my things I absolutely love. I play it a couple times a week. Um, I, I, I am, I'm a TV nerd. Like yeah. I can just literally veg out. Um, I usually, I make my own edibles. So I usually have an edible and I'll just chill out and just. How'd you veg. get into edibles? So I've had, I got diagnosed with MS a bunch of years ago, yeah. probably 2000. Actually, I was going back. I think it was like 2007 or eight. Oh, damn. Um, yeah. So, um, I was on a bunch of different meds and they all sucked and they had all these shitty side effects. Um, I started talking with some other people that had it and they would experiment with it. So I was like, all right, I, I've, I'm a big fan of weed. I've always been a big fan of weed. Mm-hmm. I went through a long, pro- like all through school, like high school, I was a big stoner. Yeah. Um, stopped it for, for a lot of years. The wife just wasn't into it at all. So yeah. I was like, that's fine. So didn't do it. Um, started reading about the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. Talked to some people that, that was, it really helped them. So I was like, all right, I'm going to start doing this. So the challenge was in North Carolina, it's not legal. Gotcha. So I've got to go find the guy that's on the corner somewhere. And it's like, you don't know what the hell you're getting. You don't no. know what's in it. So that's the issue with stuff not being regulated. Right. Exactly. So it was, it was a little bit of a challenge, but I did enough research where I was able to figure out certain things. I was able to figure out how to, how to do the extractions and stuff because the first time you do it, it's like, Oh, let's make weed brownies. Cause everybody makes weed brownies. Right. And like, they come out like shit. And I'm like, <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> so, um, I started doing some more research, figure out how to basically extract it. So did a bunch of stuff there. And now I, then I was just making my own oil. Right. So then with the oil, I could do anything at that point. You can put into absolutely anything. Like, like a yeah. So in, initially, and well, I started with alcohol because you can, if you take, if you take weed, um, soak it in Everclear, right, and and basically just grind it up really good, soak it in there for about a day. So the flower, the bud, the, the bud, yeah, gotcha. yep, the actual flower. Um, you can basically take that. It'll extract into the alcohol. You can then sift down the alcohol, and then you can have a tincture. Now the problem with that, you put those under your tongue. It's Everclear under your tongue. It burns like a mother. Oh, right. Gotcha. It just absolutely yeah, yeah. sucks. So I went from there. Then I started doing, um, I would take the alcohol, put it on the stove, and I would basically cook it down so it's almost like a, like a tar, right? And then from there, you can mix that in certain things. The challenge with that is that it tastes like ass. Uh. So I'm like, this sucks. So I was like, all right, what else can we do? So I started doing some more stuff. So I started playing with, um, I was reading about people that were um, basically just making their own butter and oil. Now, butter was cool. The challenge with butter is that it's just a little bit of a pain in the ass and a lot more of a mess. The oil, gotcha. I can just do it, and now I have... I, now I just do oil, right? So I was I was extracting the bud, um, getting to oil. It was good. The more I was doing research, I would I, I, I'm like I said, I go all in on shit, right? So I actually bought a, a testing kit okay. so I could start testing to see how much THC I was getting out of this stuff. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. what I was realizing is that, and and after doing some more research, I was realizing that I was missing a lot. I was like, okay, this is dumb. So I was like, okay, so how are these people actually getting? Because this is when you started getting stuff with THC that's like 70%, right? And they were doing what's called extractions. They'd actually take it, put in a press. They take the flour, put in a press, 
and they just apply pressure and heat and you'd get, it almost looked like set, which would come out of it. Right. And that's, that's now called shatter, right? Gotcha. They do other things. Okay. They'd have that. They make crumble. They do whatever. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so they do that. That that's like 80 to 90% efficient versus like I was getting like 20%. Oh damn. So I'm like, okay, so this is obviously way, way better. So I'm like, okay, how much does it cost to buy a press? And this, and I'm like, fuck, that's a lot. I'm like, I can just buy the shatter though, right? So we moved to Arizona and I'm like, it's legal here for medical. So I'm like, mm-hmm. the first week, I was like, I'm getting my card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my card, went to a dispensary. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, okay, what's this? What's this? What's this? So, I mean, I spent like an hour and a half in there just talking to one of the bud dealers. Awesome dude. Um, chatted around, figured out what was what. Experimented a whole bunch of different shit at that time and it was, it was really good. Um, then I started playing with the shatter and I was like, and talking to him, I'm like, this was made basically by they, they it's heat pressure and then um not a one other inert chemical right yeah. so it wasn't a big deal so i take that i can heat that up to a liquid i can then infuse that into oil and now i have oil that is like has a 70 70 to 80 percent thc in it and now okay now i can do a lot of stuff with this mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and i still have my testing kits and i could test it i can figure out my dosage because that was always the challenge right it's like yeah. okay yeah i have a brownie i don't feel anything i have another brownie and then you're fucking couch locked for like three days right so now it's like okay now i can figure out that each one of my drops is going to be this and i can figure out this so i basically ran before it became wreck here i started making um what's called chocolate drops right Mm -hmm. and uh, coffee drops is actually what i call them so i have a little um ice ice tray that measured out it's 15 grams yeah um, uh, 15 milliliters so i can basically fill all my things up i know my what my dosage was um and it just it worked out good right so i was doing that for a while then I was like, okay, how do I, how do I make a chocolate bar? Cause mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to make. Cause one of the challenges I had is that I'd make these things and if I kept them out, they'd melt. Right. So I had to keep them in the fridge. I'm like, I don't how do how do chocolate, chocolate bars aren't melting. Then yeah, I, yeah. then I found out this whole thing about process with chocolate. And then there's a chocolatier that's down in Mesa. So I called her. Okay, that was after you gave me the stuff because I remember yes. ours, the one you gave me ended up melting. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, I called her and I was like, I was like, look, this is going to sound really weird. Like, this is what I'm doing, and this is the problem I'm having. She's like, oh, come on in. We'll, we'll talk about it. So I went and ch- chat with her, and she was really cool. She showed me how to, how to do it. And I, can't, I don't remember what the process was, is called now off the top of my head. It was just a pain he has to do. So I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now I, I don't mind keeping it in the fridge. So I started making bars, and then um, uh, just talking with, with a couple people, I'd get a phone call, a random text here and there, and somebody would be like, hey, can I buy one of your bars? I'm like, sure. <laughs> so then before it became wreck, I had... 15, 20 clients around town where yeah. I'd make a whole batch then and just go deliver them. And it was good. It was a nice little side hustle for, for a little while. And then as soon as it became wreck, everybody's like, oh, I'm just going to go buy it from this bench. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Don't blame I mean. you. So, yeah. <laughs> so that, now I just make, I just make my own now. Yeah. Just, I, I, do, I do it for myself and it's, it, it's good. I mean, it's, it's do you it's like fun. throw like nuts in them or anything or is no. it just, just, just straight, straight up, up chocolate? Yeah. And yeah. depending on, depending on the strain, depending on what I need to do, like if I need to, if I need to actually work and be creative, like I, there's one strain that I love called Jack Herner or, or, um, the other one is, uh, uh, shit. Blue moon is the other one. Those are my two favorites. Yeah. Um, I'll basically, I'll make a batch of those and I have, depending on the type of chocolate I'm, I'm in mood for, I'll drop it. I'll make coffee, drop it in the coffee. It melts in there. So it gives the coffee some flavor and mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. and you just get in the zone and I could just work and I could just do whatever. And it's funny because the wife knows when it happens. Cause I put my headphones on, I get in front of my computer and I just go, you, you're in yep. your flow state exactly. at that point. Yep. Yeah. You're yep. flowing. And it's just, whatever I need to do, I can just bang it out. And it's just like, I, I love working like that because yeah. it's just, 
don't know. You just like you said, you just get into the zone. And I've got I've got my playlist that I play. That's yeah. that's my zone playlist, and it just goes. Well, I think and when you have good. the perfect amount of and you, and a good strain of marijuana, you um, it does put you in a in a mode where you you become detail oriented. Oh yeah, you yep. know. So it's it's very good for for what you do. Um, I remember when you gave me yours, it was cold. I think it was winter. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, it was like November. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got home and I put it on the top of the fruit basket. And I'm like, hey, guys, don't touch this. Like, it's weed. I'm going to go take a shower. So I get out of the shower. I come back and I was like, you know what? I should probably put that in the fridge. And by the time I checked it, it had melted. It melted yeah. I'm like, fuck. So I throw it in the fridge. And then I, uh, I went to work. And I work at a music store, mm-hmm. plenty of potheads. So I'm like, hey, um, I'm not familiar with this. Like, what's your advice? And one guy was like, oh, you should be all right. But one guy was like, well, all right, well, here's the thing, dude. You don't know it melted, so you don't know where all the concentrate yeah. went. So he's like, what you're going to want to do is split that up between whoever you want. And uh, because I think by the time I was getting around to do it, too, it was going to be New Year's. Mm-hmm. And I knew I had a couple friends coming over and uh, we we're going to split up into four pieces. They're like, someone can get like the right amount. Someone can yeah. get a very little and one person's probably going for a ride. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, whatever. We'll kind of see where it goes. So friends come over, we're playing Jackbox games and stuff. And, and, uh, I cut into four pieces and I hand it off, uh, one to Gabby, mm-hmm. one to my friend Anna and one to my friend Nate. And Nate's like, well, what is that? He's like, no, nah, I brought my own. I just don't know. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I had already ate mine. I was like, well, I'm not yeah. going to let this one go away. So I took two pieces and then flash forward to it kicks in and I'm just like super paranoid. Yeah. Like they know I'm high. <laughs> um, we're playing this game and it's, you're supposed to be funny. And I'm like, uh, dude, I'm, my timing is totally off. Is yep. this even funny? I'm laughing at my own stuff. And then I got to the paranoid part where I was, I was like, oh, dude, my wife's poisoning me because I ended up having to go throw up because I got the spins. Oh, shit. And so I'm back there and I'm like, she poisoned the food. Blah. And as I'm walking off to go throw up, like I'm like, play it cool, play it cool. And then as soon as I hit the corner, I run to the bathroom. I'm like, throw oh, up, throw up, come I'm back. I'm sorry. And no, dude, it was, it was a learning experience and it's funny. It's, it's, a, it's, I don't know, it's a great story looking back. Like I'm here, I am like peeking my brains yeah. out and it's like, my wife is poisoning me. She wants to get rid of me. We just signed life insurance. Like, I know that's what oh, it is, shit. you know, and then you wake up and you come to your senses, but that's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. That, that was definitely a, a, a sativa strain. Cause that's what my wife, she can't, she needs a hybrid or an indica. Otherwise mm. she's like, her brain does not shut off Yeah, and it just makes her go and she gets stupid paranoid. And so, and it was funny cause the first time she, she, she's never, she's never even smoked a cigarette. Like she never, so I made brownies one night for her and just, for, she wanted to try it. And I told her, and I told my kids, and this, this is an interesting thing. So I talked to the kids about it. I said, this is what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Um, I said, if you want to try it, that's fine. We'll try it together because it's in the house. I'm not, it's yeah. not going to keep it from you. Yeah. Um, and my one daughter, she's a, <laughs> the really smart one, big pothead. Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> but it's, it's fine. But anyway, but the first time my wife tried it, it was like, it was a really good experience for her. Oh, so good. because it was a hybrid, it was, it was mellow and, and she felt good. The second time was a, um, I can't remember what it was. I think it was a, a sativa strain and it just fucked her up. Like her, she, it was an she's overdrive. very, very analytical, right? Yeah. So she could not shut her brain off oh, and yeah. it was just like, she got wicked paranoid and just, she did not like it at all. So yeah. after that, she's like, I'm never doing it again. I'm like, understand different strains is what we're going to do. Yep, yep. So now it's like. There's a couple of trains that we found that really work well for her. So she doesn't, she doesn't do it a lot, but, um, mostly for bed. Like 
it puts her right out. Like mm. we will give her a good indica strain and she'll be like, Oh, this is good. And she's out. Yeah. So it's, it, it's definitely good, but it's, uh, it, it's funny. People don't realize that it's when it comes to recreational drug use, there's three, four, maybe five, four, four for sure. Like pillars that I would say is stuff that you have to make sure is in line. Yeah. Your set setting. Um, I think, I think it's a intention and uh and dose mm -hmm. dose you, you gotta know what to work with and oh, that's yeah. gonna take a while to find out yep um your intentions why are you doing this you know is it to you know shove fucking pain down then mm. probably don't do this yeah. you know it's like you can go drink and you can go celebrate somebody have a toast or you can buy a bottle go home and drink because you're fucking sad yeah one there's a benefit to one for sure there's a much less one to yep. the to second yep. uh set and setting um you know your your mindset going into it which is kind of like your intention but your mindset going into it would be uh your set you know what are you set for yep. and then the setting where are where you are doing you? it if you're if you're doing it in an unfamiliar place maybe where you're not so sure then you're not probably gonna have a good oh, time 100 you're not so uh, like you have to be mindful and that's the responsible drug use i actually mm -hmm. took a half a tab of lsd last week and my friend was like, what would you do? And I was like, I actually paid bills. Like yeah. I, was literally, <laughs> I was literally on my computer and I was like, shit needs to get handled. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just a responsible drug user, yeah. I guess. Like oh, it just, what but happened? The, the set part is, is so, so true because if you're in the wrong mindset, I mean, I remember the first time I did, the first time I did mushrooms. Yeah. It's like, I, I, like I've always been stupid paranoid about doing it just because I know I'm going to have a bad trip. I know I'm going to have a bad trip. I know I'm going to have a bad oh, trip. Oh, yeah. So when it was finally time where I actually had some, I'm like, okay, I need to get the hell out of this because I know I'm going to have a bad trip if I do it. And I was like, okay, change this right now. It's going to be fun. I'm doing it. This is why I'm doing it. This is where I'm doing it. And we're going to have a good time. And it was a fucking blast. Mm. We, we, we played cards and we had a awesome time I mean, it was so much fun <laughs> but it was it's so funny that that you say it because that's so so true the mindset thing is so so important yeah like if you go into it the right mindset that plays such a huge role because i think that especially with especially weed especially with mushrooms that it just it whatever whatever mindset you're in at that point is going to elevate it mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so if you're in if you're in a bad place you, it's not going to be and fun here we go. Right? and and it's not going to be fun but it's going to teach you something like the other struggles what yeah. we've already talked about yep. is, is struggles it's it and I, I feel like I do subscribe to that idea that there isn't a bad trip. Mm -hmm. It's your mindset going into it. Yeah. So it's not the drug. It was just where you were. And you have to be responsible in that sense. But also, it's probably going to talk to some shit you don't want to hear, which is why it's a bad trip. I yeah. don't want to hear this. I don't want to yeah. see this. I don't want to do that. Yep. You, you know, it's, it's, it's going to teach you something regardless. For sure. Again, because we're going to fail. Yeah. So yep. it's not, it's, everything's not always going to be hunky-dory. Oh, 100%. It's 100%. not. But to go back to the, real, the reason why I got into it was, so with my MS, the, the meds I was on just absolutely sucked, right? Oh, yeah, the, yeah. the side effects blew. Um, but since doing that, like I have been much more stable. Like one of the big things with MS, your mood swings are, they suck. you really? you get this thing called brain fog where like I can have a conversation and I'll have the conversation again. Like my wife does it all the time. It, not all the time, but it used to be really bad where we're like, we'll be talking and all of a sudden I'll say the exact thing again. She's we just talked about that. No, we didn't. No, no, we literally just did. Yeah. I'm like, no, we didn't. And then we get in an argument about it. So mm -hmm, it's like, mm -hmm. but since doing it and like that has just helped that part so much. Yeah. Um, another big thing is you get just this major, um, I can't even describe it. It's, it's just like, you just lose energy, right? Yeah. You just get this very sluggishness thing about you. And it's funny because people always, a lot of times they relate weed to just like, 
hey man i'm just gonna be just chilling and if mm-hmm. you do it right and if you do the right strain it's not like that at all no. like it, you, it'll perk you up it'll actually mm-hmm. get you active yeah um, i remember doing some of my long rides i used to, I used to do used to do either either I, I didn't like to smoke that much because i don't like to smoke around the kids yeah um it's but different I, yeah, yeah i'd have used just just one drop right before and it'd kick in at about 45 minutes in and then i could just cruise through a six-hour ride for with like nothing Right. Yeah, and it's, it's and you know it's there's great. people here listening to this and they're like yeah. oh my god can you believe yeah. that yeah. but then they'll be popping in a Xanax yeah. or they'll <laughs> yeah. pop in an Oxy yep. and then oh I have my glass of wine yeah. now I'm good exactly and, but they'll look at this and be like oh my god yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's so funny it, that stigma is just, it's so bad and it, the funniest thing was I remember I lived in North Carolina I was part of the homeowner association in, in my community um, mm-hmm. there was a person working at a big tech firm next to me he was a VP um, his wife was another VP at another company. Um, people down the block, one of them was a manager of a car dealership. Another one was, uh, I don't know, very, very high up in, in, in corporate America, right? Yeah. So we had this HOA meeting, and then after the HOA, HOA meeting, everybody leaves. And it's just me and like six of us just hanging out, just, just talking. And um, the wife comes out with a bag of weed. Like, I'm not talking like a little bit. I'm talking like a Trish? Ziploc. No, oh. no, somebody else's wife. Cause his big ass bag of weed, and she's like, "Do you mind if we smoke?" I'm like, "Wait a minute! Wait a god! Who the fuck are you people? What the hell? How come I? Need, I'm just finding out about this now. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, come yeah. on!" So it was good. So after every H meeting, after that, we just had a smoke out party, and it was yeah. it was a blast. But it was just so interesting to see these people in in this position yeah. that if their subordinates knew, they they'd either be like, "Oh wow, he's really cool," or well, you shouldn't be doing that because yeah. this is you're in this position or whatever. Exactly. But it's just it's so interesting the stigma that comes along with it, and it's like I don't know. I, it was it's always been interesting to me because people are just weird. Yeah. Well, it, it, there's a responsibility. You have to partake in it responsibly. Yeah. There's yep. there's a responsible way to eat. There's a responsible way to enjoy sugar. Oh yeah. If yep. you're gonna eat a sweet treat freaking every hour on the hour, <laughs> that's not recommended, yeah. man. It's yeah. anything else. You can't fucking drink three pots of coffee in one day and think that that's okay. <laughs> that's, yeah, like, that's good no, there's, those are drugs <laughs> yep. and, and you have to use them responsibly 100%. at the end of the day. That's what it is. And I think what's been lost on our Puritan Puritanic culture is that, um, these drugs that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. marijuana, uh, mushrooms, um, peyote, mm-hmm. all of that are, in, in cultures before our normal society now where they were used in a religious and um, like societal like manner as far as like a person coming, they're coming of age mm-hmm. or, hey, now you're ready to experience this. Yeah. And it was controlled by the shaman, the dedicated priest per se yeah. in, in for that culture that had experience with this and guided everybody else. So it was it was used as as a bridge to to expand the mind the oh, soul yeah. the body all of that and it's just we're just no it's bad don't do yeah. it yep no yeah, exactly it's a tool and you can i can get that fucking what is that a bandsaw i don't know what that is yeah. that yeah. or that drill there is like i can use it to whittle something or i can shove your hand under there yeah. and fucking do it <laughs> exactly. it's like, what am i gonna do yeah 100%. you know yeah. It, it's it's a, it's a tool it's a tool to 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 accomplish something right? yeah and it's like, it's like you said, it's, it's, if you use it the right way and use it responsible, not necessarily bad things are going to happen. I mean, they may, but if you do it, you do use it the right way and for the right purpose, yeah. good things are going to come of it. Mm. At least that's, that's 
That's my opinion. A lot of people don't agree with it. You have to just be responsible. It's your intention going into it. And and a lot of those people that will kind of disagree with with that sentiment uh, are okay with laws allowing guns in bars. Yeah. It's like, I can get drunk and have my gun on me just in case we start some shit and I need to defend myself. And it's like, (laughs) alcohol is one of the worst. (laughs) Oh my God, yeah. Dude, yeah. So it's like, you're okay, so you're going to be okay with this, but not Not this. No, no, I, I I completely subscribe to that. Everything should be legal because... Humans are going to use it. Oh yeah, they're going to. They and use if, it anyway. If yeah. we can, if we can make a way to make it, you know, safe and educated, and not learning it just on the streets and study it and see what medical benefits there are to to this stuff, yeah. like, why are we so childish in that mentality? Well, it's funny you say like what the medical benefits are. If you look now, there's there's basically big pharma, and this is just another whole thing. But yeah. <laughs> they're making they're making. Um, basically medical cannabis yeah. like in a pill yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. why that they like, can patent yeah, exactly. and, 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 and sell, sell it, it. yeah right. exactly. exactly which is the dumbest thing like why why do i have to introduce all this other shit to make this this synthetic drug or just enjoy it grow it right here enjoy it yeah, as, as the it good is. lord yes. gave it to us right? exactly i never i never understood that i that that part and that's legal that's that's complete legal right it's because but, but if i grow this it's not it's the capitalistic oh, mentality which yeah you know there's 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 always what's that quote I, there's no solutions there's only trade-offs that's yes. if you look at life that way it becomes I want to say it becomes more simple, but also you realize that it's more complicated than it mm-hmm. is. But if you make it as, no, it's this or that, yeah. then you think it's simple, but it's really not because there's all this gray area. Oh, 100%. So if you acknowledge the gray area and just, all right, well, let's work with that and and try to operate in a, in a sense of understanding, then I think we'd be better off. But easier said than done oh my god right yeah if the world offered like that it'd be like a utopia I mean, it'd be great but yeah it doesn't it doesn't happen no we're, we're we're all too different and yeah. and it's a beauty in that sense and that i just a big workaround where everything's just i know interconnected where we were talking about cancel culture yeah. earlier and just realizing that we're human man we're human we're all struggling and yeah. we're all trying to get by and cope yep. we're all trying to cope and we have different mechanisms that coping. we agree with to cope with 100%. fucking life man yep. like, and we're all gonna fuck up some point yeah big time and, and the killer is that you know what it, at the end of the day not it doesn't matter that much mm-hmm. right because you think about it time is finite or at least our time here is yeah. finite yeah. so it's like what kind of impact are you gonna have what kind of impact do you want to have exactly it's, it's interesting so Yep. Um, anything else you wanted to touch on or anything you want to promote? Cause I know you'd be doing shit. You're always online. I'm, yeah, I'm always doing new stuff. Uh, honestly, I have nothing to promote right now, which is kind of weird. That is weird. Yeah, I know. I'm always, <laughs> and it's funny cause the, the Amazon thing has been, has been really different because it's always been like, I have to get out and promote stuff and, and yeah. talk to people and, and grow my community. The way that Amazon stuff works, it's like I have this really small knit community just to bounce ideas off of, of mm-hmm. how to do some different stuff. But for the most part, it's like the stuff I do is is I, I buy and I sell. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the, to break it down to the, to the bottom of that's yeah. what it is. I buy and I sell. So it's a matter of finding things that I can buy cheap and sell for more. For the most yeah. profit as possible. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So it's, it's, it's nice having a, a small community that kind of knows what's going on 
how how can I get better at doing these things? How can I find how can I find the better things? Do you find um, that it's like it, they're very open to like provide this knowledge too? Is is it kind of like do they have a scarcity mentality? Oh, if this guy's selling, then he's kind of taking that from me. Yeah, some some people are. Um, there are definitely people that are more than willing to to, to if you have to have the abundant mindset because I mean doing stuff on Amazon they. There's billions of items. There's endless. Oh my god, it doesn't stop. It does does not. not. So yeah, I mean, there are definitely people that are like, oh, I can't. I'm not going to give you my secrets. And there's people like, oh yeah, this is exactly how I did it. You want to come look at my warehouse? I'll show you exactly what I did. I mean, it's just. And the thing is, anybody can do it. It just it just takes work, right? And it's funny because that's one of the things that I've been in the RV groups. A lot of people are like, well, what do what does everybody do here for work? And I'm like, I sell Amazon on my rig. How, how do you do that? Yeah. Where's your storage? Yeah. Yeah, what I, you like, I don't need it. I don't, I don't touch my inventory. I yeah. mean, it literally comes in and this is the one thing you can have a prep center or my daughter actually is my prep center. So oh, nice. stuff comes to her house. She repacked it, sends to Amazon. I mean, nice. that's, if that's, that's really all it is. And all of a sudden I have people reaching out to me like, well, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? How are you doing this? I'm like, Okay, so now I'm going to start figuring out how I can monetize that. So, <laughs> the information. Exactly. At the end of the day, it's knowledge because that's where I was at with my mom. Yeah. Um, she's very creative. She's very crafty and, and handy in that sense. And um, I think she's still stuck in, in the old way of like, well, I got to create something and somebody will want this physical thing. Nope. And it's like, no, 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 no. The money is in people want to learn what you do. Yes. The money 100%. is in providing the knowledge. Yep. yep. And the one thing that all you need to do is you don't even need to be successful at something. You need to be mildly more than average, yeah. right? If yeah. you can do something that makes you stand out just a little bit, it's going to, somebody's going to take notice and be like, how did you do that? I I'll do that. gladly tell Pay you. Pay for that information exactly. too. hundred yes, yeah. percent. And that's the thing. So many people, like I, I give away way too much knowledge. Like I, I and it's, it's funny. One <laughs> when of the, I appreciate this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a check, check later. It's fine. Um, I, I remember when I was getting ready to leave my job, um, a buddy of mine asked me, he was like, well, how do I do this? And I told him, he's like, all right, dude, you cannot do that. You have to be like, okay, this is what's going to cost you. And I'm like, uh, okay. And I had this, it was a big, big switch. And I still do it. I give away a lot of my knowledge just because I like to share my knowledge. Yeah. But there's, there's a point where I'm not going to, I'm going to be like, listen, I'll give you 10 minutes of my time. That's absolutely exactly, fine. Yeah. If you want two hours, you're going to pay. Yeah. Well, what do I have to pay? Because it's time and it's, it's time. my knowledge that you don't have that you want. I yeah. said, you have to pay for that. And it was funny because even as I was, as I was putting my dues in for, for certain things that I was doing before, it was like, I'd, I'd ask people and they'd be like, well, I can tell you this, but then we're going to have to do a session. It'll be like 50 bucks. I'm like, fuck you. I ain't paying you money. Yeah. And then, and That's it's like, and then, yeah. And then it's like, I'll, I'll figure it out somewhere else. But it took me three and a half, four hours to go Google it and YouTube and all that other shit where I could have spent 50 bucks to get it, get the knowledge right there and yeah. then, and then I'm, then I'm done. And that's what it, what it ends up happening now. Cause I, I don't <laughs> mind. I'll sit and if, if somebody has more knowledge than I, which is a lot of people, I'll pay you to sit down and talk and, and give me that knowledge. That's totally fine. I'll, I'll pay for that. Yeah. And it's funny because I had somebody come up to me the other day, a buddy of mine from North Carolina that I've known forever. He's like, Hey man, I got this new girl. She wants to start. This is hilarious. She wants to start an OnlyFans page. Do you know how to do that? I'm like, no, but I can probably figure it out pretty quick. I'm, I'm researching yeah, it right I was now. Like, I'm on me, right on give it. Give me ten minutes. <laughs> so anyway, I figured out how to do it. It, it's, it takes nothing to do, but she had no idea how to do it. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, I'll consult. It'll be seventy five bucks an hour. Seventy five bucks an hour. Yeah, that's what I charge. I mean, uh, if you want more, I could, we can go more. I mean, tell me. He's like, well, I don't know about that. And then she's like, and then I chatted with her for like five minutes. I was like, this is what this is what we'll do. I'll help you set up the thing and do this. this, this. And she's like, okay, I pay you. I'm like, okay, good. So yeah. I mean, it took me forty minutes. She's like, well, it wasn't the full hour. I'm like, do the math, whatever. Just send me what yeah. you want. And it was it was fine. But it was just it's funny because 
people have this idea that that everything is free it's like everything is free right now you can go on youtube and you can spend a shitload of time exactly. you can learn absolutely anything yeah. or you can pay somebody and you can just fast forward i mean all it does is just it, it cuts off that whole i have to do research and get all the shit and figure out how to do this do your own work yeah do your own work exactly or i can just pay you yeah. and then bam okay here it is right here in a nice list and a nice roadmap that i can just follow and saves have to do you time exactly. to allow you to go do yep. what you actually want to do 100%. you know um, we experienced that at my work too, with like the, the tech, the repair tech mm -hmm. coming in where people are like, well, that's really expensive for this and this. And it's like, oh no, oh, you can get it for free. They're like, oh yeah. It's like, yeah, go to school yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go pay $12,000 and then you can do it yourself. Yep. Yep. It's like, you're paying for my knowledge and my expertise at this point. percent. You know, it doesn't matter what the job is. Yep. And the thing is with like instruments is like people, uh, they're, they're made so cheaply these days. Um, so to them, it's like, well, I just paid a hundred dollars for this guitar. Why am I going to pay a $65 setup fee, you know, for my, you know, I, I just bought it like three months ago and say, like, well, guitars are wood, glue and metal. We're in the desert. Yeah. It's dry, <laughs> it's dry and stuff typically moves. hot. Yeah. It's going to shift on you. It requires regular maintenance. Like for, for you to be able to afford an instrument for under $500, is mind-boggling when you consider like if you go get a custom made and not custom because oh it's everything i want no it's no. like with somebody spending on it it's not on a fucking computer a cnc machine yeah there's costs to that yep. the reason that this is so cheap is because there's fucking big ass computers and factories in china that mass produce all this yep. shit there's oh pros God. and cons to each 100%. if you're looking for a camping guitar don't spend more than 200 dollars. Yeah. if you're looking for something good you should probably be spending over 500 yep. i used know? to make I, I one of the things i did for about two years i made poker tables oh sure. custom, custom poker tables. oh i think you remember telling you that because that's where you have you got yours from right yeah you, yep. yeah. yeah the one yeah the one that we use now but it's it's funny because I mean, the minimum price I'm charging is 200 bucks, and that's for a base one. They're like, I can get one at Walmart for like 50 bucks. I'm yeah, like, you can. Go, go cool. to Walmart. Exactly. Let, let, let me know how it works out for you. I mean, my, the biggest one I sold, I sold about, I think it was about 4,500 bucks to a guy in Washington State. It was like $550 a ship it to him. Yeah. And the guy's like, I don't care. This is what I want. And it was an awesome table. Beautiful. It was, it was, oh, it was amazing. But the guy, it was like, when people know the quality and they're willing to spend on the quality, it's, it's so different because one of the biggest challenges with anything, and even like custom, I, I, it's one thing I always want to do is build a guitar. Like it is just, it's so cool and, and the craftsmanship that go into it, but it's yeah, work. It's, it's a lot of work. A ton of work. And people have no idea how, how much time and 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 effort and just knowledge to get there goes into doing it yeah. where it's like oh i can buy i, I can buy I, I did a bathroom for for a woman i made all the cabinets in there for her and she was like initially she was like well i can just go down to ikea and buy a, buy them right there i'm like yeah. uh, okay cool. yeah let, let me know how let me know how that works out in like i don't know a year yeah i mean and now it's like the, i did all custom custom cabinets in her bathroom and she was like Oh my God, this is amazing. I was like, yeah, because somebody, this is the way you want it. Not only that, but it's also custom. It's like, you're not going to be another one like this. And the craftsman's good. Right? Exactly. It's not, it's not made with shit stuff. It's, it's, yep. it's good. And it, it takes the knowledge to do that. Didn't happen overnight. I mean, it should, it was years in the shop fucking up and missing stuff and just doing stuff wrong. And then yeah. finally getting to people that, Hey man, you know, if you do this and if you do this, this, and this, it, it's going to be a lot easier than doing it this way oh okay and mm -hmm. then it's just it's that it's and people don't understand no. that people want stuff now and yeah it's just, well it's, it's like a like a like a a plumber or an electrician or an ac guy mm -hmm. a guy that comes in it's really good he's probably gonna charge you twice as much as a real basic guy but yeah. he'll also be done at least half the time and it's going to be done right. right. You yep. can save money, but this guy will be here a lot longer. He's oh, yeah. probably going to fuck up a couple things. Yep. But yeah, you paid less, right? Yeah, yeah sure. 100%. What is it going to be? Yep. 
there's know. there's a i remember and this is a this is a funny story there's um where we used to live a lot of people like like i said i've been in tech forever right mm -hmm. so i used to do if for my neighborhood I would charge people fifty dollar to come out there and fix whatever issues they're having. I, I, they get an hour of my time. If I can't fix them, they don't pay me. So one guy was having an issue with with Outlook, and he was telling me he's like, I, I can't do this. I'm not sending this. I'm like, all right. So I go over to his place, and it's it, like I said, it's fifty bucks. I literally said, all right, what's the issue? And he showed me, I, and I opened right in front of him. I went right to Google. Outlook is not sending email because of this. So this is the error. And it came back with, and the very first thing, I clicked on it and said, this is how you fix it. You delete this file. So I went there, deleted that file. It was like five minutes worth of work. I'm like, all right, 50 bucks. He's like, well, I could have Googled it. I'm like, you did it. You, you could have, yeah, but you called me. He's like, oh, he was so pissed. I'm like, dude, your stupidity is not my problem exactly. here, man. Just, yeah. just, just, oh, yeah. that's so like, good. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, your stupidity yeah. is not yep. my problem. Yep. Yeah. Your lack of, of knowledge in, in how to fix your own problems. Yeah. And then, and then I come here and fix it for you. And then yep. you're upset because, yeah. because I, yeah. And it, it, there's a, there's an old, there's an old story about, about the guy that there was a, a big ship that they could not get the engine to run. Right. And they had engineers coming here and trying to fix it and they couldn't fix it. Finally, they called the guy that actually did made the engine. He's like 85. Yeah, right? yeah. He comes in, he looks around, looks around, looks around, takes a hammer and just goes wham. And all of a sudden the engine starts coming back up. <laughs> they get a bill for like $15,000. Like all he did was hit the, hit it with a hammer. He's like, yeah, but I knew where to hit it with the hammer. Exactly. That, and now you're up yeah. and running exactly. and doing your shit. Yep. Like it doesn't yep. matter what it, what it took. It's what are you, what's, what's the outcome to my work? Exactly. The outcome is that you have a working ship. You have, you have running water. You have this, you can proceed with the peace of mind going forward. Exactly. What is that worth to you? Yep. It's, it's not what went into yeah, it man. doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it took me five minutes or five years to fix it mm -hmm. i mean it, it doesn't the, the fact is that you don't have the knowledge and you want the knowledge exactly so you're gonna have to pay for it so but, but yeah that's that's i don't know man that's that's just the way life is sometimes yeah. right i think you know? that i think that's the biggest takeaway man is that that line yep. the the knowledge that we hold to be able to give people and that's why i i love having guests okay. in the face-to-face -face on yeah. that you know, I, I'm really just picking at your brain totally. and seeing how that I can apply that to my own life. Oh shit. Yeah. I love it. It's, it. it's fun. I'm, dude, do you ever need anything, man? You just ask, you know that. I love it, Rob. Awesome. Thank you, man. Thanks appreciate for coming it. on brother. Hey man, I appreciate you having me. Thank I you. Love thank you. you. Thank you. Love you too. All right guys. Uh, come out to an F3 workout. Let me and Rob kick your ass. Oh, for sure. And, uh, buy some shit from him on Amazon. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks guys. All right, brother. Till next time. Later. Awesome. Yeah, that was good. That was. That went way around in way different directions.